This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling little half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Mula Rig Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple Blair, huh? Best podcast, rush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling little half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehapa podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth. And with me today, my co-host, my stablemate, the Midian and Viscera to my pallbearer, Mr. Mascot and Stan <laughs> Steve. <laughs> hey. Wait. Yeah. Wait, which one? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Which one do you want to be? Who wants to get naked? I want to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest love machine. Yeah, you can Won't be big face. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier. We'll take it. <laughs> yes, Stan yes. C is here in the building. The one and only Stan C. The, the thriller from Manila. The voice of the wrestling people. The wrestling wrap-ups number one, Stan. Uh, and <laughs> Mr. C. Uh, I should be calling you Mr. C to show some respect. Thank you, Stan, for joining us. And I go. No, thank you for always. having me. Oh my gosh, I feel like such a champion once again Ooh. with that intro. Ooh. And you guys caught me at a great week. Uh, great time because WrestleMania is finally over. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I really did. But the anxiety from just preparing to call WrestleMania in Tagalog for the Filipino audience of the WWE Network, it was so overwhelming. And man, just to be a part of it, um, the words dream come true, yeah. those are an understatement. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, what an yeah, I can only imagine. Yes. So yeah, so you Look got to call your first WrestleMania stand. Like I you you went into a little bit, but please, like what just all of it. Tell Explain it all of it. Almost like it's a your own WWE twenty four. Tell us like everything. Everything about like that it's a Steve Austin podcast. Was it a work or a shoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you this, brother. Uh, so, so, so I actually did a TikTok right before WrestleMania Saturday began, and I showed everybody my notes. I had like 36 pages of notes sprawled out on my bed because I wow. wanted to keep track of all the storylines, all the buzzwords that I had to keep in mind for everybody. And mm-hmm. I made sure to really uh, take note of certain things that I wanted to bring into the storytelling and then try to localize it in Tagalog. So there was that part of the preparation. But when wow. I sat there for soundtrack, 
Um, you have to keep in mind uh, the Philippines is 12 hours ahead of East Coast time. So right. when they check, when they ask you to check in at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, that's 3.30 a.m. Manila time. Oh. So my ass is up at like 3.15, 3.20, getting all my devices turned on, getting my LAN cable set up. And uh, the first day, we had some audio issues that mm. took us about an hour to get through. So I was like, man, I should be you know, catching up on sleep here. But you know, these are things out of your control. And Lucky me, I was also dealing with a very bad case of severe gastrointestinal distress. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was working WrestleMania with a migraine and a fever and all that. And I'm like, this, this oh could not have come at a worse time. But I, I will say this. As soon as the signature played and the pyro and the Bollywood came on, it's like all of that magically disappeared. Like I was just mm. like, I'm going to live in the moment. It's freaking WrestleMania. And I was just taking it in, drinking it in. So um, there were the highest of highs, like Cody Rhodes coming out. That was a pure, genuine reaction on my part. We just went nuts on commentary. So um, when we got to those highs, it really just made all of the anxiety just wash away completely. And then I did it all over again the next day. Wow. Well, you know, uh, one thing I would say, Stan, because I am, a, you know, I'm a fan of yours. I'm a fan of On Deck with Stan C, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, like all that stuff. And, you know, okay, look, I know, like, so just a spoiler, letting the people know, like, when you listen to On Deck with Stan C, for instance, you know, Stan's mostly speaking in English. There's like some code switching a little bit to Tagalog. <laughs> I don't think I could keep up with your commentary on WrestleMania or else I think me and Mari would probably be tuning in if we could understand it. Right. All. But, <laughs> like, I'm sure that just like the amount of work that you've put into your career in radio and podcasting and everything is like, paying off now and so it's good to see you succeeding and just remembering uh the little people like us you know no, no, no. i've got to put you guys over as well because i know mari you've been spreading yourself around the rhap network yes. getting into all these other podcasts uh -huh. psr as well and and yeah. matt props to you i just i was listening to the survivor academy episode right before oh. we went on yeah and that was a lot of fun to to get through mm -hmm. so um shout out to rob for putting pod friends over on that pod as well, because that Wendell episode, which you guys referenced on yeah. Survivor Academy, was really insightful to listen to as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you, look, Dan. we're all just like glowing up a little bit. And one day we're going to look back at the podcasts, the first podcast that we did last year, which I think was August, which is insane to think because, you know, you yeah. were you were tuning in from pretty much the beginning, Stan. And so, <laughs> um, you know, one day we'll look back and uh, I think we'll look at Rob and say, just thank you. Thank you, Rob, for uh, the opportunity to uh, give us the space and also for the opportunity uh, to welcome Stan C into the building because uh, Rob is a big fan of yours too. So thanks, yes, thanks a lot. Big Stan. fan of yours, Stan. Yes. Uh, thanks for the rub, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can't wait. We will, we will get into like you know, it's you know, it's been a week since WrestleMania. Like, how is it sitting? How is it feeling? We'll, we'll get into all of that. But before yeah. we can do that, let's get into some news. Some good, some bad, lots of bad. Okay, so <laughs> first thing I want to talk about. I've been wanting to talk about this for like a week and a half now since uh, Jade brought it up. I think I, I talked about it on Twitter, but Jade Cargill on AEW. Doing the baddie section. Oh my gosh. So if you don't if you don't know, about Ooh. I want to say it was about like two weeks ago. I think it was before we went on with um Low or the wrestling wind down um that yeah. week 
uh jade cargill was on twitter like you know what um because she's a heel right now so the, her main gimmick is calling everybody in the audience like slobs and pigs and she's like i need some baddies i should like if, yeah. if aw come to town drop baddies drop your picture right here i'll hook you up with some seats and like when she first said it on twitter i was like okay okay you know i was excited and, but this this past week, these past uh, I think these last two episodes, they actually you know it came to fruition. So Jade Cargill is what she's doing is she's saying like, where are my bad women at? She's using her heel character to not only you know get over as a heel and put over a majority of the <laughs> of the audience, but she's actually making a different demographic than AEW's target demographic, women, um, specifically, I saw a lot of black women, women of color who are really excited, like myself, like I, you know, we know I've been in and out of AEW and there's just some stuff in that, that company I said just isn't for me. A good majority of it isn't for me, but Jade making this space in this area, I was like, oh my God, when do they come back to DC? Like, I want to, like, I want to be hooked up. I want to be in the baddie section. I want to be, like, on the TV. I don't want to be on the TV, but I want to be in the baddie section supporting. No, we want you there. (laughs) Week in and week out. (laughs) So, like, I just want to give, like, mad props to to Jade and, like, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure if she came up with the character, I think this is genius. It's complete genius getting over as a heel because everybody else is still pissed, but also extending a hand to a demographic that your company is currently like not even like uh, underestimating, you know? Yes. And, and <laughs> that's, that was from um that, that wally was mania wally mania yeah uh i i i just i left at this picture because um th- this picture uh one of the seahawk shout out to seahawk on twitter uh he got into wally mania with all these beautiful women and they uh they all got to take pictures with wally and jade and all that and they had a great time like that's what i'm saying like people don't realize how many black women and women of color like really do love and enjoy wrestling um and that you know to feel like we're being singled out and and it's really it's really a awesome awesome feeling any any thoughts on this you know what? I just want to throw in like I um I love Jade Cargill so much. Like yes. she's one of the people that I'm most definitely I mean easily in the top 10 only because like top 5 like I'm like maybe she's in the top 6 but she also might be in the top 3 of people I'm excited about in wrestling. <laughs> and it's like I love a good streak. I love a good losing mm-hmm. streak or winning yeah. streak because it shows that they're going somewhere with what they're doing and all but just she's so unique and strong and looks like a star. She's constantly improving. Um, they're very committed to her. She's making her own thing really with this baddie section, but also she's not afraid to be on Twitter mixing it up with people. Yes. Um, and sometimes, like yesterday, I think I saw a tweet from her that was just so positive and um something like I don't know if it was like something like I hope everyone's like doing well and taking care of themselves or something like that, but it's like you know, the fact that she's willing to be all of these things, like a mom, um, mm-hmm. which is like one of the parts that is so inspirational to me and to be like strong, but also sexy and athletic and all of these other things like you can have it all. And mm-hmm. if you have it all, your name is Jade Cargill and you can so flaunt you it. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want it. and she's but yeah i love her so much and i also i just want to say i love her theme song like i was yeah, i've good. been listening to that on spotify once I'm like ooh, jade ooh, 
so good. Yeah, that's a bombastic theme. I love what she's doing with with, with the whole baddie section of it all, just because it's still a heel thing to do to try to put it out there. Like, if you're a 10 like I am, come at me, you know, come to the show, I'll hook you up with tickets. If you're anything lower than a 10, you don't belong in the baddie section. That's still a great subtle heel work because for someone like you, Mari, you're able Mm -hmm. to see how it it serves the bigger meta narrative of inclusion, which is great. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in any form of media, in any form of uh, um, in any platform, but to also have that story, uh, that storyline heel work where if you're not good looking, you don't deserve to be part of yep. the section. It's an exclusive club, pal. Yeah, it's, right. it's like heel 101 <laughs> while also with a, a, a streak of <laughs> without having to over sexualize anybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's mm-hmm. like you could have, I mean, you could all have all sorts of baddies. And that's the thing. It mm-hmm. like it plays to different audiences, to your point, Stan, and to what you've said. And I think that like one of the biggest opportunities that anybody has, like in a space like, I mean, we've talked, you know, Mari and I have talked about AEW and just how we've wanted more and more diversity and representation there. And, you know, their work, their hopefully working on it they're working on it and you know jade kind of taking advantage of that opportunity and saying okay let me make it my space to like Mm -hmm. really make room for these people and this representation is really cool especially knowing like the lack of writers or at least in a in a you know a traditional sense lack of writers in that company it just makes it that much more impressive and honestly like look they better they better lock her down to like a ten year contract yeah. in AEW because I'm just saying she might be yes. other places. Exactly. And I, I also have to commend her her promo here when she was in, I think it was when she was in Boston with the baddie section. Not only is she like, where, where my baddie's at? Yes, put a picture <laughs> on, get a camera on them. I was like, yes. And then my only complaint was like, let's get some more sectioning because y'all are too close to the baddies. Get from around the baddies. The baddies need yeah. a whole section to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> also um, her next opponent, I think is Marina Shafir. And oh. she was just like, she said in this promo, which I nearly like levitated from my body. She's like, I'm sick of all of these MMA girls, wannabe MMA girls coming into my sport thinking they can run. You a has-been. So she said something to that effect to Marina Shapiro. And I was like, oh, people <laughs> catching strays over here. I loved Leave it. Her alone. I loved every second of it. No, I mean, yeah. it, it's great. It's great. And then she, you know, she 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 just got low enough with without like saying Marina's not gonna be in the baddie section, you know, <laughs> without being like wow. Yeah, it was a pretty good promo, and and her her and Smart Mark um passing the the mic back and forth. I do really love that dynamic because I I lo- I love a good manager. Yeah, but I also love when they can talk for themselves. She, she, the last time she took the mic from him, she was talking. She like step back, and he was like. yeah i love that dynamic and i feel like a few months ago too i was i don't know what it was if there was even like a question of if they would split or if she'd get rid of him i remember thinking about it i don't know Mm. if if it came up at all but like Look, he does great work supporting her and kind of playing yeah also like a really unique dynamic i would say like i can't especially to have like a black woman strong powerful sexy strong powerful black woman who is like leading the way and like fall in line (laughs) mark get behind me and you Mm -hmm. you are like serving my interests it's kind of 
I don't know. It's like kind of empowering in a way. Yeah, yeah a lot very... of not, not disturbing her interests. She employs him. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> yeah. signs his checks, and he. Yeah, it's this Paul Heyman run that. almost to me in, yeah. in 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 comparison, like Paul Heyman with Roman versus Paul Heyman with early Brock. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love I like it. That. I love the whole gimmick. So shout out to her. I just wanted to shout her out at the top because we're going to be, like we said, mostly focusing on WrestleMania and WWE this week. Uh, so next up, some unfortunate uh, news. Um, so MSK had to give up their championships, mostly because, <laughs> only because um, Nash Carter was released. Um, due to a due to allegations of abuse from his wife, a uh, wrestler Kimberly, also known as Abby Lath, when she was wrestling oh. in WWE, um, and uh, some photos that were uh, were about Nazi Nazi photos, basically. So this has been like an ongoing thing all week for a whole week, week and a half now. Like, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you've been doing because it all started last week before Stand and Deliver, right? Actually, I think it was before uh, NXT, the NXT Go Home show into Stand and Deliver. Right. Uh, 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 Kimberly uh, had said that, you know, she was, she tweeted out about abuse that she received at the hands of her husband, who we, we at least I did, uh, most of us found out at that time was actually Nash Carter. We did not know that they were they were married. And so going into that, you know, we were like, okay, well, what does this do for N- MSK's chances of winning at Stand and Deliver? You know, it was, it seemed like everything was okay that night. It was, nothing was brought up on NXT that night. And then, you know, going into that weekend at Stand and Deliver, they won the title. So they beat the Creed Brothers and Imperium to win the NXT uh, Tag Team Championships. And so we were like, oh, OK. I, I mean, I mean, it, that was the, the storyline kind of going in. We I, we weren't truly sh- I don't think I was truly shocked that MSK won those titles. I think it was a buildup. They were talking about their five their five month journey back to the titles. So it kind of it kind of yeah. made sense. Um, and so, again, if you're you're following, you know, we also got some more tweets from Kimberly saying that they had reconciled. And then it just all came kind of crashing down when uh, finally we got some more pictures from Kimberly saying that she has been abused. She, she uh, sent pictures of her like uh, face. Uh, I think her lip was busted or something. And then, like we said, she also uh, released a picture of what looked like um, uh Nash Carter with like a, a a Hitler style mustache and doing like a Nazi salute. So since uh, when that came out, Nash was released. Now they announced that on this next NXT, they're going to figure out they're going to crown new in, uh, NXT tag champions. I don't know how they're going to do that, especially after what happened on SmackDown. So we'll get into talking about the tag teams themselves and all of that, but just letting everybody know that, you know, MSK, it's, it's no more. (laughs) So very sad news, you know, but yeah, it is. It is what it is. is. And I think like just other general thoughts on this, like one is I think at the end of the day, you know, and, you know, I think it's so easy to kind of, especially when we're people who all watch wrestling, like we're yeah. used to faces and heels rather than like these shades of gray and, uh-huh. you know, of not uh-huh. knowing things. And like there's it's their relationship. Like I know that 
none of us wish that we were in their relationship. I'm glad that they're kind of like sorting through things. And I know that we wish both of them and everyone involved all the best in this situation. And, you know, we're, you know, we've said it before how we're, we always are, we always stand with survivors, but I think even more in the, like, um, on top of that, in the case of wrestling, like we we just want the best for these people because like, exactly. clearly it's not a great situation for anyone involved, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, again, it's also a lot of it's like <laughs> not not our we don't know. There's so much that we don't know. Right. And so I think we we are, you know, we're not. You know, I, I, I say this as someone who like has a background or has done a lot of work when it comes to sexual assault and domestic violence too. Like, I think it's sometimes it's just best to like let the situation breathe and realize that like our opinions don't matter when it comes True. to their lives and what they're doing. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that everyone is, you know, doing well or at least on the path to doing well in the, the healing. The yeah. 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 For everyone. Point, yeah. Matt, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I can't really comment on the situation given uh, my affiliations, but Matt, you said it best. You know, um, mm-hmm. what's ultimately important is uh, their personal lives, their their own healing. And uh, I'm just going to echo what Mari said when, you you know, you brought yeah. up how unfortunate the, this situation uh, is, the timing of it all. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll also say, like, this, uh, you know, we I think, you know. <laughs> These are what we said is what we said and we believe it, but also, you know, like just recognizing that we have a platform too. I think I I don't know how other podcasts and others are talking about the situation, but I think there's a way that you do that and the way that you don't do that. And sometimes the best thing to do is to like, again, let it breathe and kind of like give respect to their um, privacy. And yes, I get that Twitter was involved, but sometimes that happens. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's what it is truly that like there's no reason to be bashing any person on either side in social media tagging them threats at threatening them definitely not don't do that like it's i i know you, you know people say well you know they brought it to the public they wanted the public to know but it, it still doesn't mean that doesn't give you license to be be a dick to people like yeah. it truly doesn't so this is something that clearly they are trying to handle i hope that it they handle it in a way that is helpful for all of them and they're all in a healing place you know they don't need they don't need increasing negativity um piled on either one of them uh you know right. um, to be honest and and like matt said like honestly if if it, we'll see if anything comes from it but if not I, i'm okay when I'm truly okay with never knowing how this is resolved, which I don't know if that's how, if that's great or not. But I, I just I'm just really hoping yeah. everybody is in yeah. a safe environment, like everybody's exactly. in a safe, stable environment. Mm-hmm. That I think that's the the main thing, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we will like I said, we'll talk about what what this might mean for the NXT tag teams in the future because man. <laughs> but if you want to reach us you can uh, send an email to wrestling at com, or you can follow us on twitter at wrestling wrap up join the conversation by using hashtag wrestling wrap up thank you for everybody who um, you know comments tags uses everything uh, force of twitter. will 
Yes, love for some shout out. Using the hashtag. I mean, if I don't see anything, I love it when I'm, when I'm like, okay, what happened? Because <laughs> I need to start reaching out to Will. I'm like, what's, Will, what's going on? Yeah, where? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Exactly right. Uh, I think he's our source now. Yeah, <laughs> um, we love you it. can also, also you. find us in the Job Has a Squad cast uh, Facebook group. Let us know if you want to join. Um, and hopefully, you're already subscribed to our podcast feed, right? 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 That's what matters. If you're not, if you're not subscribed, like literally, if you're not subscribed, please stop and subscribe. That's what matters. We need to look. Let's be real here. (laughs) If you're you're not subscribed, right? Like literally, do it right now. Do it. Do Do it. it. And then you can be in our baddie section. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We need to start our own baddie section. Yes. Uh, Rob has a website dot com. Get the cameras on them. <laughs> <laughs> Rob has a website dot com slash wrestling feed. I'm done. I broke Marty for a second. You can also you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, Rob has a podcast YouTube page. Just search wrestling wrap up because hopefully you're looking at our beautiful faces right now or go look right. now. You like get the camera on us now. Um. That'd be so awkward, like just smiling at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You get the camera on them, all three of them. (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's enough plugs. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the highlights of the week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, so every week we bring you the highlights of the week on what's going on in wrestling. So this week, of course, like I said, we will be focusing on the aftermath of the most stupendous WrestleMania ever and also uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. All of the highlights that we're talking about can be find in, found in a very handy highlights playlist that is either in our show notes and so show notes <laughs> or description. That's right. I'm done. Wait, um, you know what though? Like, literally, just uh, I just want to echo what you said. There are show notes wherever you are listening, you are watching this podcast, which have a playlist, everything else. Like, just check those out. They've been there. They're awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. Matt's saying that because he spends so much time on them. And, <laughs> and if they're nobody underrated. I've had, I've had, I had someone ask, they're like, what? You have a playlist of clips? I'm like, I don't think you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate the effort because that's way more effort than I put into my show notes. So props <laughs> to you. Yes, Matt puts a lot of effort into the show show notes. So please go hours and hours and hours and hours. Matt show notes, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So WrestleMania, our thoughts. Hopefully, you listened to our live reaction podcast. We brought you a live reaction podcast after WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday, also known as Night One and Night Two. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we worked very hard. We stayed up to like two in the morning brought Jesus. you those we did. we did <laughs> we did and um so if you want our raw genuine reactions those really go listen to that because that's you know that'll be like what we we're feeling and they're they're really good i love doing those type of shows we got a um interesting question too on stereo Uh-oh. as well we did on oh. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember laughing my ass off. Though. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. So definitely go check that out. So we're just going to briefly mention like our favorites again here because we're not going to talk about it again because we, there's two whole hour podcasts talking and about it. And two whole nights. How are we supposed to go through two whole nights in again, yeah. this podcast? That could be we're five not. hours. No, we're not, not. We're not doing it. So we're going to start by asking Stan, <gasps> what? was your favorite moment of yeah. either each night, the weekend, yeah. whatever. What are your favorite moments? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, before I get into that, I got to share a quick story about uh-oh, um, uh-oh. the whole stupendous branding of <laughs> WrestleMania 38. So, you know, being part of the Filipino announce team does require us to translate as much as we can into Tagalog, uh-oh. right? Which is like the language that we use. And people were like, Hey, how do you translate stupendous in Tagalog? And I got that question, I think, as early as Elimination Chamber in February. Wow. Right? Mm. And I'm like, how the hell are we going to translate this very specific word? Because the thing with code switching and translating is you don't always get a perfect translation. Just mm. because certain languages have their own nuances where, you know, um, the, all the layers that explain one word doesn't necessarily cross over into a different language, right? right. And my broadcast partner, Carla Pamintuan and I, we were toying around with words. We had this little group chat where we're, we're um, just piling on the whatever Filipino translation we can find. And we tried, like, I think uh, as the main event of Elimination Chamber happened, we were already promoting WrestleMania. And then after that, we were like, screw it. Let's just say stupendous WrestleMania anyway, because uh, we, we do juggle between Tagalog and English on commentary anyway. So we're like, screw it. We're going to stick with stupendous. Stan, that does not surprise me, because even when no. I heard the word stupendous, I was like, who picked this word? What is this? Like, yeah, I don't hate like- the word. It's a fun word to say. Stupendous. I- stupendous. You know, it, it's fun. Well, it could have been like stupefying, you know? Oh God! That'd be a little bit different. <laughs> any any um, word that starts with like "stoop," no. I, I I automatically go to "stupid,", stupid. which automatically gives me a negative con connotation. <laughs> I know, so Mari. Like, feels- what about like a stoop? Like, if someone lives, what, like, what about stoop kid? Like, he says one of the stoop kid. Exactly. Like, come on, Mari. Reframe how you look at it. No, you, you know, like a stoop. Stupendous was a, a it was a choice. It was a choice. <laughs> they, they it was were, a choice. It was stupendous. Yeah. It was and, and us not translating it into Tagalog was also a choice. <laughs> I think a great choice in my <laughs> humble opinion. As someone yeah, who yeah, not yeah. listen to your commentary. It, it's tough. Yeah. So does that mean you were kind of introducing the word to 
Is that no, not really, because the thing that most people don't realize about uh, the Philippines is that we're a largely English speaking people anyway. So like when you say the word stupendous, we recognize the word, but we don't know what it means 100 percent. So like on commentary, we would say something like ito ang pinaka stupendous na WrestleMania. So like this is the most stupendous WrestleMania. And then I'll probably throw a line in there and I'll say, Pag di mo yan, kahanga hanga, yun yun. Which means if you don't know what that means, it means I know what that stupendous. Means. I got that. I to describe the words, Yeah, so we're just flipping back and forth, and then I just throw those little jabs and one-liners in there just to make fun of the fact that uh, code switching is really, really tricky. It's a tough act to pull off, right? So there. But to go back to your question, uh, (laughs) favorite moment? Yeah, it's got to be the Cody Rhodes return. It's the Cody Cody Rhodes Rhodes return return. for me. I mean, um, I I wasn't the biggest Cody Rhodes fan throughout his time in AEW, but just the mystique of it all, the will he or won't he appear, and even in the moment, I'll take you behind the scenes again, Um, because when we do commentary here, uh, we have uh, an iPad where we have a Zoom call, and my partner and I have each other pinned on the screen, and the, the seconds right before his theme song hit, we were looking at each other all, is this it? Is this it? Like, literally, in anticipation, because we didn't know either. We were as mm-hmm. clueless as the rest of the world, right? So once mm-hmm. Kingdom hits, my mind just exploded because it was like, wow, he actually brought yeah. the entire package over to WWE. And uh, it, it was hard to just contain the excitement and remember to speak in Tagalog and remember that I'm actually working. So yeah. put all of that into uh, and, and channel it into actual work made it the favorite moment easily easily that's awesome yeah, yeah i mean like we said on our recap podcast it's like you hear we heard the rumors the rumors we heard the rumors we heard the rumors right but it was different seeing it like the moment yeah. you see it it's just like wow it's it's truly truly happening you know what i'm saying like it's well, it's here and i have to stop myself from cussing yeah, because oh, I am a potty I mouth mean, in real life, so you know, yeah. like, to, to make sure that I didn't uh, drop any f bombs or whatever on on a live mic. Jeez, <laughs> look, this is look. I'm, I'm we're glad you didn't. We're glad you didn't. And also, like, yeah, this is. It, I think like the thing that's different is that we expected it and saw it the moment coming. And I know that we'll like talk about Cody's promo. To, he had a promo on on Raw, and mm-hmm. you know. But the thing is. WWE and this applies to so much of the show is that they are so well one there's just the epicness of WrestleMania and of WWE overall and but the production like they're so great with each of the details yes. like hearing what's the line that, that Cody starts with wrestling, wrestling doesn't only more have than one, one has more family. than yeah wrestling is more than one royal family and then we hear the music playing and it's like what you're actually playing it oh my gosh and then the whole entire damn package is like ripped from it's just coat like coat yeah the neck tattoo in the ar graphic that blew my mind as well (laughs) yeah and it's just like they really gave this man all of this room um to to be himself in this situation mm-hmm. and he i'm sure he took it too he asked for it and probably fought for it saying this yeah. is what i need to be here and do this and like 
I'm I'm sure that we'll talk more and more about Cody, but like we, I was over we, the moon in this moment, and I almost thought this would have been my this was like tied for my match of the night, the night of, and um and then I kind of put it gave it to Bianca and Becky just because of like the build and everything else and just the delivery and the emotion, but damn the emotion was there with Cody and and Seth in there, and it was so impressive. Yeah, we can talk about it now. You know, let's let's go. Yeah. So Cody comes out on Raw. He opens Raw. He opens Raw. And one of the things that also kind of hit me again on Raw, he comes in, he stands in the ring, and just at the bottom of the graphic, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like seeing the full name again, you know, not the yeah. not the implication, the full name again. And did you did you notice, by the way, speaking of the graphic, that it was this American Nightmare? Like, they had the special stylized American Font. Nightmare mm-hmm. graphic there. Like, mm-hmm. what? Do they yeah. do that for people? They yeah, do. They, they, do. Do. Mm-hmm. they do. They do. But they that do. was, like, next like, level. Yeah. Just it, seeing it pop up randomly as he was looking at the crowd and all of that was, like, was really It nice. was great. I mean, he was definitely overwhelmed, you know, with the crowd. He, he gave... I will give him a slight knock here. Cody oh. came out and he did. I mean, Cody did the promos that he was doing in AEW that even He's I was Cody like, alone. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Cody's back. I'm no, happy I'm Cody's back. I'm excited to see what. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring, especially yeah. since he was, like you said, he's able to bring the full package, which means I'm pretty sure he he that has to mean he has some control in his creative, you know, um, at least a at least a little, a little piece. I well, would think. I mean, it, you know, like, let's think about it uh, in an informal way. Like, of course yeah, he does. In formal. the sense that not and I'm not saying like creative control, because like, I don't know anything about anyone's contracts. And I think I don't think yeah. I, I don't know if people have creative control in the way that they used to back in the mm-hmm. day. But like the fact that he's there, he's clearly trusted. Clearly, the people, the powers that be are behind him. So and then there's also clearly a plan or a vision for him or else he wouldn't yeah. be there or else he would stay home or else yeah. like we wouldn't have gotten him opening the show with the moment that he had. And so um, exactly. I'm excited about everything that's coming up with Cody. Exactly. So, but like I said, he, he was getting those. So <laughs> I thought it was perfectly stated. Somebody on Twitter was like, Cody Rhodes was practicing WWE style promos on AEW. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when you say it like that, it makes so much sense because he was practicing in that because it it, <laughs> it, did, like it. It, it hit a little different when it was in a WWE ring. We're gonna uh-huh. be, it's okay for us to be hypocritical here because it's it's the same thing, you know. Nobody cared about Tony Nese, and then he went to AEW. Everybody's like, oh, it was a great signing, you know. It's like when you're more again attached to something that you have a a a, a better connection with you know and we talked about if you if you haven't listened again go listen to our um our night round reactions but for me how i stated it and how um the reason why i can feel okay with like now rooting for cody when i didn't root for him in AEW was because i think him stepping into WWE is a whole different um it's a different dynamic now um from him coming to AEW, like when he's in AEW, you know, we saw him as the, the executive VP. We saw him as like, you know, he was, people were making fun of him for 
uh, for constantly winning that TNT title. You know what I'm saying? And and like he was he was seen as the boss then. He was seen as the person taking up too much time because he could, you know. But the moment he comes back and steps into WWE, you know he doesn't have that type of of power anymore. He kind of automatically gets uh get uh, to, for me for my mindset is like okay now he's an underdog almost because now he has to prove he can make it in wwe because now he has all of these haters either within wwe not the company itself but like right. the fans or like he has those AEW fans who are mad at him for leaving so now he has to like prove something so he automatically to me is as a almost like an underdog dynamic now that he stepped back into this company and that appeals to me more than what it was when he was in AEW so that's what makes me sleep at night and feel like I'm not just such a total <laughs> hypocrite but I don't know yeah. about you guys but, no, but no, no, no. I, I, I totally yeah. get that I yeah, totally yeah. get that. I've got to give him props. I've got to acknowledge Cody Rhodes for one, uh, really selling the proof of concept as something that works because yeah. it's not every day that you have somebody crossing over from one company to another and taking the entire character with them to WWE, which has famously reshaped mm-hmm. wrestlers, superstars in the company's mm-hmm. mold, right? Like, you know, um, I don't know anything about Cody's contract details either. So I was listening right. to every podcast I could find where he was giving interview after interview. And he was saying that um, it, it the, the vision was that crossover appeal when you're watching something like an Avengers movie, right? In the MCU right. where, oh, there's mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Oh, there's Black Panther. Oh, there's Iron Man. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. they achieved that, which really tells me that the meta narrative from 2016, when Cody Rhodes left WWE, where he felt like he wasn't as big of a star as he thought he was, and he spent the next six years proving to the proving world that it. he was that big star. Yep. And for him to make it back to WWE tells everybody that, hey, mission accomplished. Cody Rhodes is back. So, for him to sell the entire character that he spent six years perfecting to WWE, getting it on WrestleMania, that's something definitely uh, worth giving him credit for. So that's number one. Second, the promo, which Matt is showing us a photo of right now. That promo was so simple because it was taken straight out of the Paul Heyman school of mic work. And I'm going to reference an interview he gave Jim Ross in, I believe, 2016 on, mm. on JR's podcast, where he said that the most basic and effective promos are ones in which the person speaking introduces himself or herself is able to tell everybody what their uh, affiliation is, like who they really are. Like, are they someone's advocate or manager? Are they a wrestler? Are they the champion or whatever? And finally, to state their purpose. What are they here for? What's their mission? What are they going to do to get it? Cody ticked all three boxes and that's what made the promo effective. Yeah, yeah, and just to add to this, I think, you know, Mari, you mentioned something just a little bit earlier that was, um, you know, that, that resonated with me, which is just that, um, you know, that you could feel him, um, working to prove himself and mm-hmm. there, there, and I, I would say that that's a shoot, you know, like in the yeah. sense where it, it's, it's great because in kayfabe, he's worked to prove himself, but, there's this very real thing where if Cody, if Cody Rhodes flops in WWE, that harms his brand, that harms his potential to achieve a lot of what he wants to achieve in his career. And for me, just to add to all the brilliant things that you said, I loved, like, I actually got choked up as he, actually, I got choked up a few times this week. And as like, there was the Shad moment with Shad and his son. Mm-hmm. And like, Mari and I were talking about that on the wrestling 
podcasts of just like, oh my God, so emotional. But like to see him talking about his dad as someone who like lost their dad too, like, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, I feel this emotion. It feels real. And, you know, Stan, I know that, um, you know, that we've kind of talked a little bit about how, um, about charisma and the idea of charisma and a point that I've heard and kind of started to like gravitate to and see is how, you know, vulnerability is a form of charisma. And he was just going out there being vulnerable and getting choked up and talking about Dusty and this real story. And, yeah, that you know, picture, what, man. and that picture, uh, the picture from Madison Square Garden, September 26th, 1977, Dusty holding the championship. Like, I would love for this to go to a place where it's just such a poetic storyline where Cody is you know where there are echoes of dusty's story and where he's really able to honor that legacy so yeah i'm like so excited for what is going on with yeah Cody. it's a good way to it's a good way to kind of um pick up as uh as we take off toward i guess toward the next wrestlemania, Can WrestleMania we say backlash. well no we're on the road to wrestlemania 39 already yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, and so, uh, great promo, like a great promo. I'm just saying, it was, it was a little, twenty minute promo. Okay, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of. It was a lot of. I got a little nervous when he, you know, refused to start talking. <laughs> right for like five minutes, but it it was okay. Seth was came work. out to like just kind of like acknowledge him a little bit, do a little dance. And then leave. Well, also, it's like we didn't, you know, you see Seth come out, and so often when people come out, like there's going to be a fight. Yeah, or at you least a talking to. A little, a little talking to, a little tussle, mm-hmm. a little bally <laughs> wag. A little tussle. Um, yeah, but we didn't get that. It was just kind of an acknowledgement that that's how they put it over on commentary. Like, oh, Seth is coming out to acknowledge Cody Rhodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a actually a really good picture give him yeah. the, he gave him a little bit of a rub too or yeah, like the, the rub in you know as the people say uh with that one and so like if you didn't know cody for whatever reason before this you're seeing seth go in and shake his hands you're like okay this cody guy exactly and, that's, going and like seth seth loses nothing from that loss too no. i mean like truly and so it's amazing that like that happened and if they're moving on i hope they're moving on you know um so a few things so cody cody re he redid that that hearing the gif of him like you know the camera zooming up to his ear but now this which we like, won't show because we don't want to get a copy yeah. strike but thank <laughs> you Eddie, for sending that to me because or to us because really like cool. that's how i saw it yeah yeah, it was, it was really cool. But also, um, they announced that he will be facing the Miz next week on Raw. So, um, if we get Cody Rhodes versus the Miz on like uh, talking, uh, that is just gonna be. I I can already hear what the Miz is gonna say already. Like I'm, it's in my head already. Because if one thing's for sure, Miz is gonna go there and he's gonna say some something in order to make you want to hit him in the mouth so that could be a very fun promo I, I i'm pretty sure there'll be a lots of pot shots taken across the bow at aw so get get ready if that's what you, you like so <laughs> but i'm very excited about them like feud. Yeah. If, if, it, if it becomes a feud i don't know if it's going to be become a feud because they announced it later but i i'm i'm definitely intrigued by cody versus mitt i mean if Logan Paul shows up, oh god, 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, one uh, one thing that wait, what what? No, no. Well, what I I will just say that was not a knock on Logan Paul as a performer. Maybe I, we will talk about him. Probably maybe not. Do you want? I, no, I don't want to talk about him. Now, Mark. Okay. No, no, yeah, no. I, was about I have to no say, interest. You know, he's, I, he's good. I said my favorite match of rest of WrestleMania. It, it still stands. I think. Um, yeah, it still stands. From the whole weekend, my favorite match was Bianca versus Becky. Um, and just for so many reasons. For the story, for the build-up, for the match itself. Oh my gosh, that match. I, I truly love just watching them wrestle each other, like full-on wrestle each other. It's just really amazing. And you can say that with Becky and other people and Bianca with other people. But the two of them together, I just love when Becky does all of her counters, like dang, that lady can wrestle. She's just so good. And the the storyline, it just, it all just made sense. And then Bianca taking that boot directly to the eye. It just, I was so scared for her. You know, I, I, I I'm, you know, I, I hope she's healing up. Well, um, I, I, they haven't said anything about it. Like it. Yeah, it, they haven't said it, anything about it being like too serious. They just keep referring to it as just like a black eye. So, you know, because immediately I'm just like, everybody has weak orbital bones around here because I just, I got flashes of Naomi. I got flashes of Becky when Naya hit her. I was like, like, please, somebody's yeah. orbital socket, please stay. stay. I've got a question for you both. Uh, so now we've seen the payoff, right, for Becky and Bianca. But let's throw it back to SummerSlam here. Did either of you really go up in arms over the 26-second squash? Uh, we did. We uh, No, well, I was okay. I was like, you know what it was? Because I have these, look, I think it depends on what time of night slash when we are covering things. Because like for some of WrestleMania, like there were some things that we talked about even this week where I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel hopeful. For that, I felt really hopeful. I said, like, let's wait and see. It was like, it was just like, there were so many excuses built in where it's like, okay, um, uh, and uh, like in my wait, who was who was Bianca even supposed to face initially? Sasha. Uh, Sasha. And then that Sasha. didn't happen. And then, and then Carmella uh, came out. And then, and then Carmella, Becky right? Her. Carmella came out, and then it was Becky. So then there's all that switching, and then Becky, you know, goes in for the handshake, and the you know, it just caught her off guard. So I don't think it really made Bianca look that bad. Um, and I think then between you know that SummerSlam and WrestleMania, they did a good job of referencing it so much that I don't even think it. Like the way they referenced it wasn't like it was embarrassing. It was yeah. kind of Becky using it to flex, and Bianca was like, "Yeah, that happened," and it kind of like diffused the situation for me. But Mari, you know, I know that you were upset about the situation is, when it happened. Okay. We are gonna have to listen back. And, I, and was not listen back and I was not upset. I was not that upset because I think I think we were both I think we were both upset and we were both very confused. But we definitely oh. said within the next few weeks, like we were like. You yeah. know, it's how they follow up. It's it's completely mm-hmm. how they follow up. And as and as I was going along, I think. <laughs> well, it happens. And dropping it, the championship. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna turn off my camera mania. For a while. That's yeah, bad luck. <laughs> um, yeah. So so we were. I think we were all definitely confused and and uh, upset. But I think by that that yes. time, like the next week, because I I think we did a reaction podcast for that. I want to say. Uh, I I, would, I I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. 
think we were pissed that night, but I think by the, the next time, the next week, I think we were like, it just depends on how it goes. We were, and then yeah. we saw the trajectory. Yeah. We love Becky too. So it was probably yes, like we were very hopeful, but we're glad that she's back. She looked so good we too. Especially the fact <laughs> that she just had a baby. So yeah. I mean yeah. but it I I I didn't think like it didn't ever seem to me like they were burying Bianca in any way or trashing her in any right. way. And they so they were building her up. Yeah. So it didn't feel like it was up. damning at all. The only time that it, it got scary, so like they're building they're building Bianca up the whole time. Like she won Survivor Series. We like we saw her win win Survivor Series as Soul Survivor and all that. She, you know, she went to the back of the line. She, you know, the only time that it ever came to be in doubt was at the at the top of the year, once the rumble happened and and then you know, we knew oh Rhonda's coming back and then we're like, Oh God, what are they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like that was the only time where I thought like it could ever be threatened because mm-hmm. you know, that that's happened so many times before. I mean, it, you know, if plans word change. is to be yes exactly plans change if word were to be believed sasha was supposed to be versus charlotte so and you know that changed so we, we we did we just didn't know when it comes when it came closer but other than that i think that i think they handled this this feud and the storyline perfectly for it to have yeah. ended in wrestlemania which is why it's like it that's it's that's why it's the favorite that's why it worked I, and i'm so happy it paid off because you know, it could have even, you know, it couldn't even change that night once Bianca got that boot to the eye. And then they're like, well, you know, let's keep it on Becky. You know, you you, you, you never know. So now, hindsight, it's all done. She got the bell. It was satisfying. It was very you know satisfying. Um, I, and then it, I, I'm so glad because like we it didn't we didn't know how bad it was the night of Bianca. Bianca probably said, let me keep my eye open. Let me just hope hope it doesn't swell up. Let's hope that the ref doesn't, you know, get a change of plans uh, in their ear, all that stuff. So look, it all it was also beautiful. I also just want to give a big shout out like we did on the recap to um, this the uh, TSU yes. the TSU band who yes. kind of did uh, brought in that HBCU historically black college or university love mm-hmm. and energy to Bianca's entrance and Bianca for being part of that and bringing that to life and bringing blackness into WrestleMania where it belongs. Exactly. Um, so I just wanted to mention that, especially um, as we kind of get more into uh, where we go from here. Yeah, that again, that was just so, such an unapologetically black moment that I, I loved every second of it. Um, there was some backlash because Corey Graves decided that in the, when he, when it first started, he said, what the hell is this? I think that is what he said. <laughs> and I'm just so glad that I was in that moment. Like yeah. I was just so excited to see because I, as somebody who went to an HBCU, I knew exactly what was happening the moment I saw the drum majors come out and start you know, and start it up. And it, it made me so excited just to see a piece of my culture like represented on the grandest stage and the biggest wrestling company of them all. And just like literal culture, just right there on the stage, authentic, true culture um not you know not overdone not um packaged that was true real real culture cultural experience that was being brought to people who just like Corey probably didn't even realize it but for the for those of us who did realize it it was it was such a big monumental moment um if and if you're if you're not sure about that 
search social media social media Bianca band because a lot of people who knew what was happening were were really excited about that. Yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm just so happy for for Bianca Belair. Like she's a made woman. Yeah. Like after back to back WrestleManias, having these big championship wins, big wins mm-hmm. over Sasha Banks and then Becky Lynch. Like there were jokes about her uh, conquering the four horsewomen. Like who's yeah. next, Charlotte or Bailey? Right. Saying. But but at this point, I'm just super satisfied because um, mm-hmm. I wasn't upset when the 26 second loss happened at SummerSlam. I was like, oh, all right, let's wait and see. Let's wait mm-hmm. and see. Let's put a little bit of faith here in this story because. Bianca Belair is the next one in line, like after the four horsewomen. She's the next project that WWE really put so much effort and investment in. And I think that we're only beginning to reap the rewards here. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, that journey from August to April, an eight-month arc, executed the way that it was executed. Chef's kiss. So happy for so Bianca. Much, so yeah. happy for Becky, who is still yeah. my favorite, yes. even though she's such a baddie right now. Like that go home <laughs> raw where she tried to cut uh, Bianca's hair. I was like, Ooh. this woman. Oh. <laughs> like, let's get the scissors out of here. We don't yeah. play games like that. Uh, but I'm, I'm, happy. I'm so happy. And you know what? Just a shout out to Becky for, uh, you know, bringing, you know, the figuring out what to do with her look with her, with hair? her yeah. hair um there are a lot of she comparisons comparisons say Haley williams yes i think that's her name from paramore, from paramore. i would say uh larue i think her name is another just put in a Lindsay lohan throwing all the redheads uh that's what we're getting <laughs> that energy um but no it looked she, great. she looked amazing she looked straight out of a sci-fi film and this was an amazing it, well the the hair cutting incident was a great setup for for this uh, WrestleMania look, so it, yeah, I mean, and <laughs> Low from Wrestling Windout kind of called it. They're saying like, "Oh, what if Becky cuts Bianca hair again?" I said that would have been the biggest heel move ever, and it would have it would have just completely de- wrecked people's minds. No, uh, I'm glad it didn't happen, but I know it's yeah. going to happen one day, guys. I, I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> it is going to happen one day. You are you evil. You're evil for just what putting that energy out there. It's going to happen what one day. About, I don't want to put the energy out there, but it's going to happen. Like it, no. There's no way. if no. There, Some heel is going to come out here and uh, accomplish that job and release Bianca from that braid, and it'll be a sad day. I but mean, I, I think it'll be a, a Phoenix-style rising from the ashes type thing. It depends who does it. It It depends who does it, but like, it's not going to be Becky Lynch. It's not going to be Becky. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's why it should be nuclear for sure. It might be Sasha Banks. It might be Naomi. It might, but it cannot be. That would be be the ultimate betrayal. It cannot be Becky Lynch. But that's the thing is, I, you say it like that, but I think it could be Becky. Like no. I, I think Becky could do it and harness the heat in a in a productive way. It the can't be a Lacey a Evans. Off. It can't no, be a well, Charlotte. Oh, it definitely can't be her. It can't be a Charlotte. <laughs> uh, well, no, definitely. No. Well, no, it definitely. Can't if you want either. some, uh, if you want to talk about optics, I, I think Becky would have sure. been the only person that could have like gotten away with it in a sense that like I'd and be like, dang, I'm mad, but you know what? Becky's good at being a bad guy, and she could have gotten away with it. 
You know, you are right, though, in the sense that she could have gotten away with it at WrestleMania, even because she had her hair cut. So she has that excuse. But like, just don't don't touch her hair. Don't touch Bianca's hair. Right. Um, And I think, you know, especially to have someone who's like not a black woman who cuts her hair, I think is just going to alienate a lot of people. And I think we Um, learned so much about black women and hair, you know, dating back to just the Oscars, Oscars incident. Like, I didn't know anything, any of the context. So um, now that I've been reading up a bit it makes so much sense that all the layers you just added into it yes yeah, so again like God, bianca just, needed it. <laughs> the good news though is that bianca could just buy her so braid good. off wwe shop <laughs> shop. com and just or you know she could will spit the hell out of becky again i mean there's actually that's a whole other conversation too but like it, i don't know if it'll be too hard for her to get the braid back but she would look i feel like she would look as we talk about this she would look amazing with just like a nice little bob that's what you I'm know? saying. Like, and, and also one day, like, uh, also, I don't know if people understand, like, how harsh that yeah. is on her hair to, like, constantly have it up and pulled back like that as well. Mm-hmm. So she will need to let it breathe one day. Like, <laughs> she truly <laughs> will. As someone who knows black hair, it, it, it's, it's very rough. Um, it, it, it doesn't define her, though, which is the yeah, cool oh, thing about yeah. her hair. And it's such a huge part of her packaging, but it definitely does not define her, especially as she builds her legacy more and more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, on Monday, she just had like a promo, which was your typical babyface promo. Um, I don't know. Becky wasn't there. So the crowd, the, the, the raw after WrestleMania crowd, uh, it's like a bizarro crowd. Okay. You know? Mari, I, I just want to interrupt you here before you go down this rabbit hole because the I way I interpreted you- it was a little bit different. Like I thought, that I'm going to give the, the crowd a, the benefit of the doubt here. Are you nice? Which, <laughs> which is basically that, like, I thought maybe they thought, okay, wait, yeah, they were cheering for Becky a little bit too much. That's a whole other thing. That's a mess. But I thought that maybe they thought she was about to drop the championship or that she would say, like, uh... because of my eye, I can't keep doing this. That's how I would like to interpret the situation. They were booing, but so I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I thought I it was like, like a booing, like "Ooh, she's gonna lose. She's gonna let go of the." Especially I, as she started talking about her eye, I'm like, "Are you about to drop the championship right now?" I think go? somebody. I think a chant broke out too. That was like a very dis. I think like there was a "You deserve Excellent. it," and then like a like a "No, you don't" chant broke broke out, and I think. Some people might have been booing the chant, which then might because yeah. I've done that at wrestling shows yeah. before. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, whoa, shut up. Like, like it could have like, been worse, is like the people, thing. Like it, there were still know. some cheers in there, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. And I'm with Matt here. Yeah, it could have been worse. But I would like to think that it was also just a confusing situation because I yeah. I mean, we talked about it too, Martin. We we're like, is she going to be able to keep the championship? And she was wearing her glasses on Sunday when she took those beautiful pictures with uh, with um, with Sasha and Naomi, too. And so, look, she won't get that reaction other places, which is the good news. Also, that it's Texas. Good. Like, come on, people. <laughs> we don't we didn't have faith in you anyway. Dang, that, Damn. Yeah, drag me. Wow, come for me. I'm Ke- the Kevin Owens of the wrestling wrap up. Let's go. <laughs> 
firing shots. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I can see what you mean because it, it really just seemed like a promo where like not much happened. So it was kind of like, no. what is happening? So that makes yeah. sense. Speaking of another championship promo that really not much happened, Romo, <laughs> Romo. Roman Reigns was on Raw again. Not much on there. Basically, I mean, all Roman has to do is come out and just, you know, stand there for a minute and say, acknowledge me. And the crowd goes absolutely berserk because that's all that's all you want to hear. Um, but we didn't get much on Raw. It was basically, I'll tell you what happens on SmackDown. And then when we come to SmackDown, he comes out and introduces what I think is the worst idea ever because we know how I feel about unifying belts. Talking about how now the Usos are going to go after the Raw belts, which I'm just like, I don't want why are we doing this? I don't want it. Like, stop it. Stop with the belt unifications. I don't want it. <laughs> you what do you guys think about friends? the acronym, the UWU oh. Championship, right? Because it's the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Because I'm seeing all the anime fans come out of the woodwork saying oh, that no. now, now this is pandering to the weebs and stuff like uh, you, you know how there's this this i'm gonna sound like an old person here but like it, uh you can create an emoji the uwu emoji uwu which is like how people try to be all cutesy and stuff online exactly. i don't know if you've yeah. seen this but like if, not, if you're like, a fan of anime it. culture if you're a fan We're of anime it. culture you'd be familiar with the uwu emoji was already like a wrestling promotion that had those initials though i i don't even know if that exists but like people online have been bringing oh. that up and it just tickles me because like oh okay like if that's yeah, your first thought cool. crazy. ultimate Wait. wrestling unpackings is like a, a indie wrestling you are the first person to to know that know that they exist um <laughs> oh my gosh honestly, honestly i know i i knew it so that'd be weird um but no i don't like i don't like any of it i hate i hate it mostly because like you know the only way we get storylines are based around titles it it Mm -hmm. seemingly so like when there's less titles to me that means there's going to be less well-written storylines so that's why I want I and I and I love I'm a big fan of brand splits. I really like the brand yeah. splits. I like being able to like buy a ticket for SmackDown and know who I'm gonna see on SmackDown, buy a ticket for Raw and know who I'm gonna see on Raw, and not buy a ticket and hope that the pe- people I want to see are there. Like that's happened to me so many times. So like I I I'm actually a fan of the brand split. I'm a fan of multiple championships. Uh, and if it, if this is truly like going the way of like, you know, this is priming us so that by next year, next WrestleMania, we only have one title for everything. It's going to suck. And I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to power through it. Cause I really hate there's it. No I, I love brand splits. I, I don't I think, think that's no going to happen though. There's like, no I, way. I, I think that if the networks have a say, which I think they do, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're still going to keep like championships on each brand on each show. If anything, I think it's only so the Usos have something to do. Like you have a storyline right here. Uh, the, right. Our, our RK bro is going to step up and say, not on my watch, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I just have faith in the fact that executives at Fox and the USA network, we're, we're getting meta here. But these yeah. executives will probably not allow just one show to have all the championships. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely not allowing one show so. to have all of them. And just going to give a moment to this ooh emoji. Ah! <laughs> See, that's the ooh I didn't know emoji. that's what it was called. That is so funny. And honestly, 
I don't know what I'm looking at here, but there's a lot going on. That is hilarious. This is like reminds me of an ink blot test a little bit. Kind of like, like Rick and Morty esque with the yeah. Very. I love when their mouths do that on Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's <laughs> Thanks, so that I know because I because I had no idea what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so so that's what Roman announces, and I'm just like I I, I guess with the tag belts because again the the tag the division it's is pretty dead on on both brands as of right now while they're trying to figure it out so maybe stands right maybe like during this wrestlemania backlash like this kind of like you know period where they're trying to figure stuff out they can they can go for those belts um i would love oh uh uh People have been wanting it for a minute, but like a money in the bank, like a tag team money in the bank match would be pretty fire. I feel like we haven't had a really good tag team ladder match since like the last one I remember that was like that I remember that was really good was the the new day like lucha um lucha house party one when mm. like when like <laughs> Anyways, I'm pretty sure people uh, know it was like three years ago. (laughs) It was like the one where like um, Xavier Woods wasn't even in the match, but he threw the trombone at like um, at uh, what's name Samurai Samurai Del So Kalisto Kalisto's back at one point, like in the middle of the match. Okay, anyways, but like that would be so (laughs) cool. Something something like that would be cool. But yeah, Yeah. hopefully it's just a stand-in. so not only did we get this announcement of the possible unification of the, the tag belts, but because of on WrestleMania Saturday, we talked about it on our reaction podcast, but it opened with, it was supposed to open with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Usos during a move where Rick Boogs was, was like lifting both the Usos. He tore his like quad muscle, his quad muscle. Tore his uh, quad tendon and his patella Yeah. Yeah, tore away from the bone, which I again, it's so funny how when you watch wrestling, like there, you see something like, oh my God, that had to hurt. I hope they're okay. But then it's the most like routinest move that I I was like, I thought he was just selling. I didn't even realize he was hurt until the match ended abruptly and they, they carried him off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so interesting how it's like the the big moves that you think is like we'll take somebody out and it's honestly the small ones you know yeah and i'll even say i didn't even realize it until like later in the show they were giving the update on how he was doing yeah oh he's hurt what yeah there was the moment but like damn that it sucks too because it did just look like a sell to me when we saw it and even i think when they showed it back i think they did an instant replay and Mm -hmm. so you never know you never know you just never yeah that's a pretty gnarly injury so yeah, yeah um i uh I've kind of seen the knee up close, like when the quad tendon's broken, because my dad tore his quad tendon just over the holidays, oh. uh, right before the new year. So it's the exact same injury that happened to Rick Boogs. So when that happened and Michael Cole announced that uh, Boogs is going to be out, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be uh, something to recover from for sure. Like the estimated timetable is between six months to 12 months, depending on probably yeah. on how good his surgery is or the surgeon himself or herself or whatever. So yeah, that that's gonna be a tough one to come back from. Yeah, yeah. I I've only I think I've only I I think I like strained my quads when I was doing track in high school, but yeah. it was nothing to that like effect. So I just 
you know, speedy recovery to, to Rick Boogs, but because he's out, Shinsuke does not have a partner. So Shinsuke came out to face Roman. Um, and oh, this is fire. Like <laughs> Roman and his faux concern for Shinsuke, and he's just like, Oh, let me let me give you some love. Let me give you some bloodline love. And he likes some godfather uh, stuff right there. Yeah. Right? It was a kiss of death, right? Yeah. Like he yes, he hugged, he hugged Shinsuke. Just even Shinsuke's like, what are you doing? There's a there's he didn't a great want that. spot of him like saying, What are you doing? Yeah. Roman, yeah. yeah, Roman steps back and the Usos just start attacking Shinsuke. And it was just so good. But I yes, I want to see Roman versus Shinsuke. They were talking about how this is what we were supposed, you know, what we thought we were gonna get at Royal Rumble last year when they had kind of hyped them up together. So I Roman versus Shinsuke? Yeah. Take my money. Give it to Take me. Take my money. Give, give it, it to me. <laughs> yeah, no. It's and like it yeah, and I and I think that's kind of the cool thing about Shinsuke in particular. And it's funny because like I felt like there was some of this happening with Jeff Hardy where he was just starting to bubble up and like, you know, dirt sheets, but they were talking about, oh, is Jeff gonna be Roman's next challenger right around the time that Jeff was released? And right. you know, Jeff is someone who you could kind of elevate to that level. Shinsuke is also someone who you could just turn the switch on and he could be Instantly. in the main event in that awesome place as a credible, you know, challenger. And and he obviously, you know, adds to that as this incredible performer. And so yeah. look, and, and I mean, I'm just glad we're getting it. And a lot of people are like, you know, oh, but he hasn't even been built up. What are you talking about? Like he was the he was the intercontinental champion for a while. Of course he didn't get much screen time i agree with that but then they he went directly into basically the tag team like he had they had the tag team belts and all that so it's just like shinsuke can always he's he was on tv every week basically like shinsuke was on tv every week was he defending his title every week no at every pay-per-view no could he have defended it more yes but him and rick boogs we're on TV basically every week. So I, I'm so excited for this. I think it makes sense. WrestleMania Backlash is right there. Of course, he's not going to win. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to enjoy the ride. And, I, and I'm, I'm happy for that. I want to see that match. I really want to see what that match looks like. Because hmm. they were going to be different. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, they were standing toe to toe. Like, Roman's not going to. He can't. He, he can't work big guy against Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, and he he can't work underdog like he did with Brock in a sense. Like, you know, that's why I like Roman's style. It's just he can really adapt to anything. We maybe we might see something to the effect of like when he was um uh facing AJ, but it, but he was kind of just like a good base while AJ flew around. So, I don't know. We'll see. I I lots of kicks. <laughs> like lots of kicks, I just yeah. I just want to see what you know, maybe they just go full strong style. Hey, if, if Shinsuke brings back New Japan Shinsuke for one night only, I would lose my mind. Right. Like, it'll be really interesting to see what this uh, what this match looks like. Or do we just get, like, Roman just beating him down for a good portion of it and then Shinsuke might get a little bit off. And I don't know. But um, I, I'm definitely, definitely excited to, to see it. And it, it, that was the one thing I was like, okay, great. Finally, we have some, a little bit more development in these championship pictures because after that, we also get. <laughs> oh, no. oh, wait, we do have a question. Right. Before we move on, I'm uh. sorry. 
Yeah, Kristen asked, maybe just a clarification on, on my end, but it seems like the merging of the WWE and Universal Championship belts means that the second belt isn't going away, but instead they're just being held by the same person. If that's the case, how long until you think they will possibly break up the belts again? So yeah, so when we're talking about the championships, I agree. I don't think, I, I feel a little bit better right now because I don't think they are merged, merged right now. I just think Roman is holding both of them. I think it actually looks better. Roman said it. He's like, I'm holding two belts, yeah. but my cousins aren't holding two belts. Like, it's better for him to be holding as them being separate belts as opposed to merging into the one. It's it's kind of like yeah. the Kenny Omega of it all, in a sense. Like, it's, Or the it's, Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah, Becky <laughs> Becky two yeah, belts. Becky two belts. I mean, Jeff Probst didn't say merge, guys. There's not going to be a merge <laughs> happening. Yeah. Somebody's going to be smashing an hourglass and turn back time. So. Oh, Are damn. you sure? Yeah, I do feel a little Jeff bit Probst. more comfortable now. And like I said, I, again, I, I am doom and gloom because I'm like, this is me in a year. They're all going to be together. But I, <laughs> as of right now, you guys have talked me into it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're chilling. Um, how long do you think till they possibly break up the belts again? I think this is what I said on the reaction. Did I say this on the reaction podcast, Matt? But I think I this actually remember. gives this actually gives Roman a a way to like lose, but still also keep yeah. the belt. Yeah, I yeah. I think you probably did say that something to that effect. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like Roman can't eat a loss. It's just that he like he really needs to keep his championship. And you exactly. know, continue that long reign. So it's and to me, it's more of a question of who's going to take the universal championship off of him. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is wait. It the universal championship? Which one's the one he had? I'm he, now I'm so confused. The, so he has, he has he's universal. Had the universal yes. Yeah. That's the one he's had for the like WWE over 500 something days. Yeah. So you think uh -huh. that you think they're going to let him keep that one for the longest? I or? hope so. So that the yeah, reign he better continue and the numbers could go up. Okay, yeah, so yeah. y'all approaching six hundred okay. days, so you know, I, I'd like to see that go as far as he can. Oh like wow! I guess maybe. that makes sense because, like, this—how many times are you going to get it at this point already? Mm -hmm. So you might as well mm -hmm. just, yeah. And it's here's like the thing: we didn't appreciate yeah. CM Punk when four hundred thirty-four days happened. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't remember that much, other than oh, okay, he's been champion this long. Like, I didn't get to appreciate that lengthy yeah. reign the way we're appreciating this Roman Reigns run. And no disrespect to CM Punk, but you know, it's it's just no. so different right now. Yeah, and it also I was actually it's Wait. funny that you referenced CM Punk there because I was going to reference Nikki Bella in all of this and her mm. long, I think, record breaking reign. And I yeah. believe that she broke, if I'm not mistaken, AJ, AJ Lee's record. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing kind of the that pa pattern there. But you know, mm -hmm. um I think there's I would imagine that there's a point where they say, well, they've had the championship for so long. Like, let's do this for the history books. But also Roman is so good at what he does anyway. I think it's just an extra reason to not have him lose the championship. And that's a name that you can feel comfortable, like comfortably sitting 1, at the top of your history books because at the head of your nowhere. table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we acknowledge him. We we definitely acknowledge him as the yeah. undisputed uh, tribal chief. The Uwu champion. But yeah, so Charlotte Flair <laughs> and Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was stomping around SmackDown. I'm so mad. I lost. Um, <laughs> 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 I told you that to Ronda. 
That is what she Rock looked like. On the- <laughs> that is what she looked like. Yeah, but she always looks like that. Me. Like, why are you gonna? You don't have to bring it up. Flat. She was. She went to out of here. She like she wanted. I am on. I don't know what is in my tea this morning. Um, <laughs> she, she um she went to Adam Paris like she's she's demanding an I quit match against Charlotte at WrestleMania Backlash because if you guys remember at WrestleMania there's a ref bump. The moment we saw Lil Nate, we should have known there was going to be a ref bump. Like the minute <laughs> I saw him, I don't know why I didn't think, hey, there's going to be a ref bump. I just thought, oh, Little Nate just. Taking over Charlotte's match. Oh, this should be interesting. No, Mari, you should have said there's going to be a rough bump because there's a rough bump. Um, just enough time for Rhonda to like actually get the visual of making Charlotte tap. But then, of course, she gets up, try and consoles the ref. Charlotte hits her with a big boot. One, two, three. Charlotte retains at WrestleMania, continuing her WrestleMania streak. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Rhonda wants an I quit match. And so she's asking for it or huffing and puffing about it. I'm in a tap. And then Charlotte is basically like, no, get to the back of the line. I still have the championship. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I still don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I don't know if... Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, Mark. No, no, no. You're on a roll. No, am, please keep, please keep going. I like when you, I like when you're on, <laughs> on your, uh, when you're on one. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. Uh, throwing out to ask me. I just want to say, like, Rhonda, I'm not, like, you not, the point of you not caring makes perfect sense because every single word coming out of Rhonda's mouth, and I get that, like, people need to sell, sell, like, sell the words that they're saying to us, but, like, it's just, I'm listening to her give this promo i'm like none of it is real like it doesn't feel real where's the realness in this and you know to contrast with cody it's like there's a lot of stuff there that's like very real that's like the blurring lines between shoot and kayfabe and you could say that about a lot of things even with bianca in different promos and things that she talks about right with ronda it's like do you even believe what you're saying here and i just don't like she doesn't i don't know what I think like to be good at being on the mic, you need to have that practice and I get it, but she's a killing machine. Like we just want to see her, you know, eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. Like that's what we want from Rhonda. We don't necessarily want her on on the mic being, (laughs) you know, punked out by uh, Charlotte Flair, but we want her to, (laughs) we want her to fight, you know? And so. That's kind of like where I am. It, and that's what like I was about Rhonda's to say. not giving what needs to be gotten. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what it is. Like, she doesn't, she, I think she doesn't understand why she's on this mic talking. It's like, why am I begging for this match? Just give me this match. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, she's like, just give me this match. Like, why do I, why do we have to talk about this in a sense? Like, I don't know. Stan, what did you think? I don't know if you've ever discussed the idea of Ronda having a manager because Matt, you said earlier that, you know, you just want to see Ronda be a killing machine, but in the world of WWE, you can't just keep breaking bones and smashing people, right? Like you have to be able to tell a story. And with Brock Lesnar, we saw how effective his partnership with Paul Heyman was over the years. And it got me thinking like the more I saw Ronda's mic work, the more I thought that maybe she'd be more sympathetic if she had a manager actually saying Mm. these things for her. But on the flip side, 
How many baby faces are effective as baby faces when they have a mouthpiece? So there's a problem, right? Like you have this character that you're trying to push as a hero, but you can't have someone else speak for them because then it's not as vulnerable. It's not as um, personal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's the rub. Great point. Great point. I feel you on that. And like, yeah, Mari, what do you think about like that idea of of Rhonda having a manager? I think we've brought it up before, but I think it's I think it's a great idea because she can't talk. I'm sorry, she can't talk. Nothing <laughs> she says sounds authentic or real, or you know, it she she stumbles over her words. It just she's not just not used to this style of promo giving. We t- we talked about I think last week. She's just not used to this style. So. I think she does need a manager. I mean, who could it be? You know, I like, there's no. Yeah, like, Cause like, let's actually think through this because in my mind, like they will go there. Like she will have a manager sooner rather than later. Just and let's because... take Paul Heyman off the board. Cause it, Paul, sure, yeah, you yeah. can put Paul Heyman with a wet mop and he could sell them. Exactly. He but let's take Paul Heyman off the, off the board. Yeah. So, I've got a pitch for you. Go for it. Call up Malcolm Bivens, bring the diamond mine <laughs> to the main roster, make Ronda Rousey the poster girl of the diamond mine. Boom. Oh my God. Don't make me don't make me root for Rhonda by doing that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Malcolm no. Bivens is Paul Heyman in the making. Paul Malcolm Bivens could sell me a wet t shirt <laughs> and I'd buy it. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Not a wet t shirt. Wet, soaked, dripped. Like he, he really is that good at, at, at managing, and he's excellent. I love the guy. So you know, uh, call up Diamond Mine, call up Malcolm Bivens, stick oh him with Ronda, give Ronda oh a bit of her God. edge back with Bivens there. Don't do that because I, I, I still like, I still like bagging on Ronda. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Like I think like having a good manager. There's, I mean, Paul, Paul Heyman is an obvious choice potentially to be with Ronda. And off the board, man. No, but Paul Heyman is like such a good choice. Like, I hear you, Mari. You want to keep Paul Heyman off the board, but he needs to be on the board. He's Paul. You know why that's not going to happen? Because Ronda Rousey's not part of the bloodline, sir. Thank you. She could be. She could be blood. Let's not. How? Let's not. The Usos are married. I just want good (laughs) things for Ronda. Um, And, you know, honestly, look, I, I think. I would put Stan C in there, but that's a whole other conversation. Let me give let me give you one that's like kind of left field ish. What if Natalia was her manager? Ooh, hey! I mean, I mean they have like that built-in story. I know it's you know, yeah. Plus Shane is tagging with Natty, and there's a Ronda Shane connection. They could be a stable of people just breaking oh. arms, and breaking you know, bones. That, that is point, it. Though. I'm just upset that we're not um, already like we never got the moment of um, of what's her what's her oh the the four horsewomen we never got that we and we will the never MMA versus it. WWE four horsewomen yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's what I mean the MMA the M, but even just like the MMA four four horsewomen we never got that yeah um, we're not gonna get it so I mean we can still would, get Ronda Shayna right like yeah have have oh thank you yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying that I me from Photoshop, ago. or else I would put uh, Rhonda next to you. Next to you. I'm just saying, <laughs> spoilers. Sorry, I just well, that was a spoiler, not a prediction. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, they'll figure out. They'll do what they'll do with Rhonda. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting my hopes up that she'll get a manager soon, but I would yeah. hope. And also, gr- great point. Let's use Shayna more. Like Shayna Baszler, so good, and she's just, been there. She's been there, but she's also like, she's just been in a weird spot the last couple yeah. of months, really, especially yeah. ever since the Sonia stuff with Naomi died down. Yeah, actually, that, ever since Rhonda got there. Fit. It was ever since Rhonda got there. That's what it is. Because I think, no, I think what it happened was because um, she, she had to train Rhonda. So I think she had to just like devote her oh. time to train Rhonda. Yeah. I think because I thought she was a good fit in that Naomi Sonia storyline there. And then it just, then she just, she just pieced out. But then if you think about it, Rhonda then stepped in to help with that situation. So I don't know. I love Sonya. Sonya. I love Sonya and Shayna. Both of oh. them. Where's yeah. Sonya? Where's Sonya? That's where Sonya been. That, that's a great question. I didn't miss her though. I mean, like, not until you brought her up. I hear what you're saying. Well, yeah. Well, I kind of missed her. Where'd I go? I missed her. Yeah. Both in the manager, in the, in not the manager role, but like in the authority figure role, I should say. Yeah. So that's where all the championships are after WrestleMania. Um, let's see. Uh, Edmo did bring up like a super random. He said, uh, Corey Graves said that the money, uh, the money oh. mixed tag couples match is with Montez and Bianca. What are our thoughts? So uh, what I'm assuming is Corey Graves and Carmella versus I, Montez and Bianca. I'm assuming Corey Graves was asked the question, Corey, you and Carmella in a match, who would you go up against? Because mm-hmm. if I'm talking, I almost replied to Edmo's question immediately when I saw this. I was thinking the money couple match would not be Montez and Bianca versus Corey Graves and Carmella. It would be yeah. Montez and Bianca versus I don't know who else, but there are other couples. Naomi and Jimmy. What are you oh, talking yeah, yeah, about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Naomi and Jimmy. Let's go with that. Or Seth but and I, Becky. Yeah, Seth, yeah, Seth even Seth and Becky, right? Mm. But yep. I hear him. So many it's matches. a great match. Yeah. I mean, that would be good for like, because uh, Bianca and, and Carmelo always had really great, great chemistry. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they Corey and Montez. They have though. a lot of history, actually. They have a lot of history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh shoot. Oh, okay. There's a couple questions. I was going to say. I feel like we had a lot. I'm of sorry. Questions. There's a lot of questions. That Thank missed. you, everyone, for submitting your questions and just kind of like being part of this episode, especially before yeah. we go on our break for a few yes. weeks, which I had to mention just to remind everybody, just in case. So, Mari, what's which question are you seeing? Um. So also. How long until Cody Rhodes is champion? Is he defeating Roman? Or are they making him a new title resembling his father's old WCW World Heavyweight Championship? I don't think he's... Well, damn, that's a great question, actually. Like, is he defeating Roman or... Mari or Stan, what do you think? Hmm. It's got to be the WWE Championship, right? Because that's that's the title that Dusty Rhodes held in the photo. Exactly, Hmm. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Right, that's that one. With that lineage. What if... if uh, the idea is to split the uni- yeah the, the universal championship from the WWE championship, and Cody ends up defeating Roman. Like that's yeah. a moment. 
And that could and that could be I I can't see Cody not mm. being champion within the year. Like by this year, by next uh, WrestleMania next year, I think he's either winning the championship or he he has it. Like that's what I'm that's what my hope would be. Um. So and it could be a good that could be a good segue into a feud where he's like I want he can be like I want that belt I want that belt in in particular like him. yeah not the universal championship just the WWE championship exactly and it could be a way to split the titles but also give the titles more meaning because if Roman that would mean Roman would have to go on this for a little while he'd have to hold the titles for a, a while and then Cody comes and's like I want you are you're not bringing meaning to that championship that my father held I want to defeat you specifically for that championship and they that could be a, a title program in itself yeah, it's um, a story and, in the making. It's Scion mm-hmm. versus Scion, right? Anawai family versus Rhodes family. And then there's, there's a whole Cody fulfilling his mission. And yeah. then there's whole, uh, will Roman maintain both belts? So, so yeah, that's a story in the making. And then and, and Cody is good good at switching out belts. So I would love for him to redesign something. I'd be cool with that as well. So, you know, I would just throw in that I feel like Cody's story, Cody, Cody is very much as we even found in some of this AEW promos, big on like, um, I was going to say symmetry, but like, um, symbolism and like, there's something a little poetic about Cody and how he, not even just how he gives his promos, but just how he's like, I feel like about how he thinks if I'm reading him the right way. I, all to say, there was that date, uh, from, from, uh, Dusty. September 26th 1977 which is um, September 26th this year is a Monday I'm just saying Mm. if Cody has something to do with that championship on September 26th that Monday where I don't know if he wins it or if it's like a dusty situation where he's like holding up the championship but I feel like before we get him with the championship we're going to get the moment where he's like within arm's reach literally and then doesn't win it so that's like my prediction there. I felt so you're I was calling like your shot there. like the 45th anniversary of that photo. 45th anniversary. Okay, I was not going to try to do that math, Stan. So thank <laughs> you. But yeah, the 45th anniversary of that. I was like, 35 doesn't sound right. Thank you, Stan. So yeah, the 45th anniversary of that photo. I think there will be something with Cody. It is nice. a Monday, and he is on Raw. Yep. True. Very true. Um. So let's just take a quick break, and we'll be back. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so let's just finish up the highlights of the week for um, uh, the main roster. Then we'll just go into a little bit of NXT before we wrap it up. 
So uh, some other very interesting storylines I found kind of interesting um, from both Raw and SmackDown was MVP turned on Lashley, y'all. Did y'all see that? Wow. Um, Lashley and Omos came face to face after, you know, they they wrestled at WrestleMania. Lashley overcame the giant. Um, it looks like, you know, just your your typical old, oh, it's just a promo. Yeah, you know, maybe they'll face off at Backlash. And then MVP hits Lashley in the back of the head. Rude. <laughs> oh, my God. And starts beating I mean, up on him. Babyface Lashley doesn't need a manager. Remember yeah, what I said, no. right? About, yeah. He doesn't. Uh, managers only really serving heels. Then again, Bobby Lashley also kind of does need the help on the mic. He's not, um, yeah. you know, on the level of a Seth Rollins or a Kevin Owens. Right. Uh, but I think Omos needs this this rub from MVP exactly. for sure. Like exactly. I think it's a great move, all things considered. I would have preferred Omos and Lashley to just form a new hurt business with MVP. That would have yeah. been badass. But you know, we're getting a longer feud, I guess, with you know MVP being at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really was not as Mari knows from WrestleMania, and I'm sure I was just tired. But also, I was yeah. not a fan of almost losing at WrestleMania just yeah. to Lashley. And you know, I also was, and I where I okay, I have to admit, I know I'm never wrong, Mari, but I was wrong in the sense that I think that win over Omos did help Lashley a little bit, just to be like. I'm the dominator, like I'm taking over. But then this was the perfect way to follow that up. Like Mm -hmm. really getting Lashley over as we know he's capable of doing it on his own as MVP so beautifully put over. But then also, you know, he's capable of standing on his own as a strong face. And so I like, I mean, like MVP is the perfect guy for Omos's package and like I, I am excited about where this is going, and I think it was a smart, um, smart direction for them to head in to like put these two together. And yeah, and I don't know, are we going to get the MVP versus Lashley match here? Um, I don't. I mean, I can live without it. I don't mind right. if it's just yeah. Omos and Lashley mixing it up. I I would want to see Omos dressed to the nines the way MVP decked the Hurt Business out like. They don't make ago. suits that big, Stan. Oh, yeah. hurt business money. Yes, you can. You think you yeah. could fit him in? Well, okay, we'll we'll see. We'll see what he used to wear suits when he came out with a uh, AJ Styles. No, he had, oh, no, he he had, had no, he had a big yeah. trench coat. Yeah. Yeah, His signature that. trench coat, which is yeah. like the least. Um, you know, like you know how Pat McAfee at Mania like put like bedazzled his Bedazzle, his yeah. little tank top. Like Love that's it. what Omos needs. Like just bedazzle his tank yeah. top and his little jacket and. Uh, we're good, but yeah, yeah, I I'm excited for what that what this looks like. Yeah, I I thought this was great. I thought they took a match that nobody really cared about and instantly made me be like, oh my god, okay, Ole Miss has MVP, MVP, mm-hmm. great. Now Lashley has a foe to like overcome. I'm here for it. I I really truly yeah. did like this. Um, and then, then. of course we got the um. Uh, uh, Naomi and Sasha, they're fighting champions. So, you know, they came out on Raw to, I don't, I don't like championship contenders matches where you have to beat the champion. I, I'm on record for that. Like, I think that's so stupid to me, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Naomi and Sasha versus, uh, Liv and Rhea for, for a shot at the title. So it was not a title shot. It was for a shot at the titles, but Liv got, took the yeah. pin. Yes. What? What? Keep what, going. 
Keep going. And then, he took the pin, and then Rhea, there was lots of lingering. Uh, Rhea walked away disappointed. Liv sat in the, the, the middle of the ring, like, sat, like, no, what, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because, you know, Rhea was disappointed that Liv lost it for them. Um, and then, so <laughs> they lost the match. They That's lost what I'm the championship match, right? Thank you. Uh huh. Then Rhea goes to talk to Adam Pierce. Like, cause Liv is like, Rhea, I'm sorry. What's, you know, what's going on? And Rhea's like, yeah, I'm upset, but I talked to Adam Pierce and we will get a match next week for the champ, for the titles. And Liv's like, oh my God, thank you. I'm so glad. I'm like, why do we even have this match then? Why well, do we even have this match? But it's weird because like on what's SmackDown, it? on SmackDown, we did get, Liv versus Sasha. Yes. And, you know, before that match was even made, they had the, like, they were talking about it on commentary, like, okay, they, had, they get yeah. the shot on my, like, even if that match where, like, it could have been compelling if Liv was the one oh. who, like, if Liv wins the match and then they get the shot. And then they get the shot. Oh my God, it's right and there. And then, you know, she's carrying the weight. And who knows, like, if is going to turn right on Liv or whatever. But, like, it's right there. Like, I don't understand why they, I just don't really understand why they were guaranteed the match Matt, before. You're so right. And especially since Liv pinned Sasha Banks, which ended yeah. her, her singles match, like, winning streak for, like, not mm. being pinned. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just like oh, it was right there. You're right, uh, Stan. How do you feel about the the women's tag team division here? I think it's Rhea Ripley's in a tricky spot where you know the main women's championship storylines are just occupied, right? Like there's no space for Rhea Ripley to find a way into either the Raw or SmackDown women's championship seat. So okay, so she's anchoring the tag team division right now. I kind of wanted to see more from Rhea and Liv before they tease a split. And I think the way that the seeds were being planted this week with Rhea walking out on Liv on Raw and then on SmackDown, them really making a point over how Rhea wasn't there for Liv at ringside, whereas Naomi was. Mm -hmm. I think they're telling us that Liv for Brutality is going to end on Monday, in which case like, it, it, it would be such a short, short run. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if that's the case, which I agree, that's what they're telling us, then I need to know what's, what's going to happen next, at least for one of them. Like, if you're breaking up, I, I, I'm not really compelled to care about a feud between the two of them because it just doesn't make sense. They, they, they were made a tag team three weeks ago, and now yeah. they're breaking up. I, I want to know, like, you, you have to tell me that there's something better for Rhea um, for her to break up this tag team. And I, it's either, like people are saying, I want her to join Edge over there with Damian Priest, or I want her turning heel, I guess, on Liv so that then she can come for Bianca's championship. Because I don't know, we don't know what's going on with Becky. Becky didn't, didn't, um, wasn't there, like I said. Uh, she is teasing a very great. She she did her interviews after she lost the belt. Very like, um, very like, uh, you know, it's okay. I, it's okay. I'll get it back. You know, very kind of like, <laughs> kind of um, flighty. You know, that that disillusioned heel type type of thing. So I think when Becky does come back, she she will be the del- delusional heel. But I I can see Raya. 
you know, being in a program with Bianca. The problem is, is do you want that directly as her first defense or do you want to save Rhea for, and Bianca for, for a little bit later when it's more possible that she could take the belt off of Bianca? So I don't know. I just need something. I, I, I need, I need something. If they're going to lose, if they're going to break up, I, I need to be compelled by something because I think mm-hmm. also, um, didn't, uh, uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella also, I think, broke up just on, on Raw. In this issue, right? I mean, yes, was it yes. them or somebody else? They did, they, they did yeah. break up on Raw. Yeah. They okay. did have a, they did have a, a they fought. They were, fought, like, they broke up, but like, I could see a world where they get back together. You know, why not? We'll they, well, they, either way, Carmella's leaving yeah. for her. Yeah. Her honeymoon. Yeah. So. Who knows where that'll go? But we I mean, and, yeah. And I'll also say, like, I hope that maybe this, I, I personally hope that this leads into a feud between Liv and Rhea. Like, and maybe they creative. They've had this kind of dominatrix, uh, or whatever the plural of dominatrix is, dominatrices, maybe, uh, that, you yeah. know, they've had this thing going on. So maybe they have like a dog collar match or like a, uh, um, a, like a bull, a bull, I don't know, something with a strap. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going there. All right. All right. We're, we are here. This is well, no, like, around. you know, strap matches like the leather. Uh-huh. Right. I'm just saying it, it fits with their gimmicks. Like, they could have a, a uh, like a, an aggressive thing. Okay. Yes, that is the Rhea character. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, whenever she comes out uh, on, 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 on whatever premium live event we're calling, I always go, Oh, are you ready for the uh, big apach energy? Apach means the step, like you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, her stepping on you and stuff. So oh, I, yeah. I have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. See, like just get feed into the gimmick is all I'm saying. But you know, <laughs> like to keep like to keep them together, but against each other would be cool because like there's something there. And I mean, even if it's like the uh, there are so many different women's feuds I could reference for this. I don't know why I went to like. Um, I just I've talked about this before. One thing I loved about Jazz back in the day in WWE is just how much she beat up Trish Stratus. And I think yeah. like sometimes just getting your ass kicked repeatedly, you get over. Um, especially when you're like a a young blonde woman, i.e. Trish Stratus. And so maybe that's what we're gonna get with Liv. You know, she'll just get her ass kicked repeatedly by Rhea, and it'll build her up as that sit more as a sympathetic baby and kind of as a fighter so i don't know we'll see what we get but yeah i'm so i hope that they keep them together exactly so we'll figure that out but that's it for the highlights of the week for raw and smackdown <laughs> um again all the highlights can be found in a very handy playlist in our show notes and show description yep. so let's just move on to a real quick uh wwe uh nxt stand and deliver so i know we all watched that um, were there any highlights for you guys for this this pay per view? I th- I personally thought like there are a few matches I like okay, um, and it was just a great like kind of like a warm up for WrestleMania, but it was nothing spectacular for me. The latter match was especially brutal. I really yeah. liked that, but then you know my man Carmelo didn't win, so I was I was a little upset by that. And, you know, again, I, I saw the original North American, um, ladder match in person and it's really hard to top that. But I thought the guys did an amazing job trying to top that. Um, some more like highlights include toxic attraction lost on the kickoff show to Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And we can talk about later how that 
the fallout from that. But Stan, what did you like from Stan Stan and Deliver? Uh, The ladder match, for sure. (laughs) It's got to be the ladder match just because I have a soft spot for Grayson Waller. You know, representing yeah. the Survivor wrestling crossover yeah. <laughs> right there. So that's that's always a treat for me. And I was so shocked that Cameron Grimes actually won. Like he was the yeah. last person yeah. who I thought would win because I thought he was on his way to the main roster. Um, I don't know if there were any rumors about him either staying on NXT or getting called up. But I love the whole moment where they reference the passing of his father, who was also a wrestler. And a promoter, right? Um, he was one of the OG founders of Omega, that North Carolina promotion yeah. that the Hardys put up with uh, Shannon Moore um, back in the early 90s. So um, it was really nice of them to give Cameron Grimes that moment because mm-hmm. it, it was just heartwarming. It was something out of left field when I, I just thought that Grayson would win. I, I, I was willing to put money on Grayson for that one. Right. Oh, my gosh. And that. He that took that bump. bump. Took. That bump. Oh my god! Which is I like, hope I, he's okay. Is he I okay? Mean, you, 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 like, check I on you, him? I, oh my god! Seriously, honestly. Like, well, like, yeah. How's his arm? Like, and and I he's really do for next him. week. Oh, how's great. his arm doing? Well, because that just looked like a nasty landing week. on that. Yeah, he oh, was no. booked for next week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's let's see. Um, but yeah, that's like exactly what Mari was saying earlier. Like. A lot of spots we see, like, are they dead? And others, yeah. it's just a routine, <laughs> like things where they actually get hurt. So if, but I don't understand how you're not like, I mean, I'm sure he's doing a little bit sore at least, but damn, that was a rough landing. It true, truly, rough, truly rough was. Landing, landing on a is- ladder. I don't know which is better, landing on a ladder on the floor or half landing on both, which is kind of half what you la- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any your favorite highlights, Matt? Are different from the ladder match? Are we you all know, just in the same um, boat here? No, for me, I actually like. I really liked that. I, I was kind of like caught off guard by everything with Cameron Grimes there. I will also say, I you know, I I don't know. I, I kind of feel like how you did about the show, Mari. Like it was a good setup for WrestleMania weekend. I really liked Dolph winning here. Like that was satisfying mm. for me, as opposed to Braun winning back the championship. And again. Uh, well, it's kind of what you're saying with toxic attraction. Uh, you know, sometimes these wins don't stick. It's kind of crazy to me, actually, how they want them both <laughs> how much has like changed just a few days later. But um, wow, yeah, I I liked seeing Dolph win. I would like to think that it was like him wearing his little trunks as opposed to yeah. like the long tights that was his lucky charm here because he didn't wear those on Monday and of course uh, lost. Uh, Ron Breaker. So I don't know. Yeah. It was a it was a good show overall. Um, there was a lot of wrestling last weekend, you guys. A whole bunch. Yeah, we so even, much, I, so much. I made yeah. time to watch the For the Culture uh, show. Yeah. How was um, that? That GCW put on. It was really great. I mean, to see so many excellent black wrestlers in one one area it was great. The Hitmakers, formerly known as Hit Row, um, yeah. had a really like just a hard hitting match against Shane Taylor Promotions. Um, mm-hmm. Trisha Dora, uh, she went up against MJ Jenkins, who was like back for like the first time in a minute, and it was just yeah. I just loved it. I love watching all of it, but yes. Right. So random thought on MJ Jenkins, by the way, I love her her um may young classic theme song and she was only in like one match but mm-hmm. it's a good theme song i don't know she if she said, still she uses that in the it. indies 
Oh, I don't yeah. think that's the same one. I can't remember, but she she sang herself to the ring. It was. I'm just glad cool. she's still around though, because I remember she mm-hmm. was in developmental for a while and then released. So um, yeah, she I took to some time that, away. That, mm-hmm. What's what's the name of that show again, Mari? That was for the culture. The one I for the culture. For. Yeah, oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, but so yeah, so Dolph wins at Stand and Deliver, but then Braun wins on Raw on Monday, which was an odd choice to me. I it. To me, I don't know. It I don't know. That felt weird. It felt like, oh, the the title change would be bigger on Raw. You're saying it a uh, title change is bigger on Raw than on a uh, premium live event, which really Well weird. the Raw but it's not just Raw. It's Raw after WrestleMania. Raw after Mania. Uh, Come on, Mari. It's a big okay. deal. It's a big sure. deal. No, I, get I, mean, I, I, I get the chat. I get it. I, I get what you're saying, but I get how someone who's like putting it together and writing it like oh this is a big moment um it was strange like because you like but you know it's good for the title to cool off a little bit before someone loses it or at least for people to like recognize that like that you know that oh he lost the match and it's kind of the thing with it reminds me a little bit of this situation with naomi and sasha and Liv and Rhea where it's like wait why are you getting a shot again so quickly like what what happened I missed something exactly. yeah, yeah the way I see it is I think it was a great opportunity to showcase Braun like you're coming off the Hall of Fame weekend where right. they finally publicly acknowledge right that he's a Steiner he's Rick Steiner's kid Scott Steiner's mm-hmm. nephew so you're riding that momentum yeah and then you put Braun on Raw you put the NXT championship title change on Raw I I, I get what uh, you know, I, I get what they were trying to go for here. So, but I also get the other side where it's like, wait a minute, you just lost on at stand and deliver. So yeah. I don't know. It, it, it we're see, splitting hairs here. Exactly. I I just was. It just was. I didn't. I was like, oh, it's just. I I wasn't really mad at the rematch because they do that all the time. But I, it was. The, I guess it was the title change. I was like, oh, they actually changed the title too. I think it's about um, the platform. Like, I think there's still something to be said about how Raw after Mania or Raw in general is still a, yeah. a bigger stage than anything NXT and, can anything, do. Because yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at it, yeah. NXT is still considered developmental. Yeah, yeah, and the and the other thing I would add to is just the fact that like. How many times have we seen the NXT Championship defended on Raw? Yeah, not I, a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even think of the last time. You know, I don't know if it if it even. Ha- I'm assuming it's been defended, or else I feel like yeah, Adam yeah, Cole did so. that. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's Seth like Rollins. yeah, so it's kind of like it's like one of those big moments, and I it's a it's not a you know it adds something to it. It just kind of felt out like it was out of left field. Well. Either way, on NXT, then it looked like he's going to face Gunther um, for it. But then Gunther showed up on SmackDown with the newly the newly christened uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser instead of uh, Marcel Bartel. Right. Yeah, which apparently is, I guess, his real name. Because, like, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm a single yeah. dark Wait, therapy, right? Allegedly. No, no, no. Marcel oh, Bartel Marcel is Bartel. apparently okay, yeah. his real right? name. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I had thought this whole time. That's what Wikipedia but then, tells us. But then they dropped um, Fabian Eichner. Uh, or they didn't come up with Fabian Eichner. So it's so weird. Like, NXT is very in flux right now, it, it feels like. Well, um, I mean, the, yeah. But also, it's like it's exactly the time where these where traditionally these call-ups happen so it's not like 
that surprising that it's happening, but it it's, is no, kind it's of not weird surprising, and messy. But it's weird when you're when they're when they're supposed to still be challenging for the title. Yeah, too, I mean, to be fair, Eichner was shown kind of straying away from Imperium, yeah. uh, on NXT this week. So there was yeah. that, right. and I think I could put the pieces together. Um, it it was, it also threw me off guard or I I was caught off guard when Imperium had new music. Like, I think we got the new music at Stand and Deliver and it just carried over to, to, to SmackDown this week. So that also caught me. Just a lot. Yeah. A lot going on because then you also had, so the, so, um, What's your face? Toxic Attraction went back up against uh, Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez on Tuesday. They lost the title. Still Raquel Gonzalez. She was still Gonzalez on Tuesday. That's what I'm saying. On Tuesday, she was Raquel And somehow her paperwork to change her name went through in like three days, which I thought it took a lot longer than that. So, yeah. So So they only had the belts for three days or whatever. Like, I don't understand why you put the belts on Dakota and Raquel, just take them back off, whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll let it fly. So toxic attraction has their belts right. back. And then on SmackDown, Raquel Rodriguez <laughs> debuts on SmackDown. We did get a, a like a Dakota, uh, like, like just uh, throwing around stuff backstage after they lost on, on, NXT. So I guess it means that she's back to like breaking. Maybe she'll break this will finally break her or whatever. Um like we've been thinking that's what's been happening. But yeah, so Raquel is now like what I I I I have like completely changed my stance on the whole why are you WWE? Like you've had these people. They've been in <laughs> your company for three to four years and now you're giving them name changes. This does not make sense anymore. I can't even pretend like it does at this point. Yeah, but here's to play devil's advocate for a second, Mari, in defense of the E. So there are different people who are responsible for different parts of this company. And I could, I've talked about how annoying it is when they rebrand and change these characters. Like they could have done this. She could have been Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez from the beginning. I love the alliteration. I think that that's a great name. I get that her last name is Gonzalez. I do think that there's something odd about just like switching out her name for like another, but that's a whole, that's another (laughs) conversation too. It's like, okay, no, yeah, we're just gonna, you could be Rodriguez now. Like, what? Okay. But you know, know. um, very basic to me. I'm glad she has her first name. And that's how I feel. Also, isn't she related to, isn't she a second generation wrestler? Yeah, she she is. a Rudy boy Gonzalez who was like, or maybe another Gonzalez. I don't remember uh, her her father's name, but yeah, she is yeah. a second generation wrestler. Um, I think something happened between Stand and Deliver, which was when uh, Toxic Attraction lost the titles, and the day after NXT 2.0 this week. Something must have happened uh, that you know um, they they realized. Oh, okay, Raquel can't be on NXT for much longer, which probably oh. explains the really quick title switch. By the way. That's, that's got to be it. That like, for forever. Like, I yeah, thought she was coming up a minute ago. Right, right. And people have been calling their shot, right? People have been saying, okay, Raquel's getting called up to the main roster, which is why it also surprised me when, when uh, she won. and Dakota won the championships. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this was all pretty surprising. Um, I'm with you on the name change in the sense that, okay, uh, uh, yeah. this is pretty random and, and from out of nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, okay, yeah. Raquel Rodriguez is happening. All right. Maybe we'll it's going to take some, some getting used to. Yeah, maybe we'll get some more info later on what could have happened. But it was just, it just felt like a lot of like, I don't know, man. It felt really weird. Uh, yeah. like, like they didn't know where they were going, and so they just kind of like switched stuff out, switched things but, out. Um, yeah, but even like the the, well, yeah, it's like it's weird in a few ways. Like one. Is it best? I mean, I guess everything's like, let's wait and see. But is it best that she debuted here? And is it best that she debuted in the way that she did? It just, it, you know, I think it's kind of sad, actually. Anytime someone kind of pops up and it's like, they're debuting and not like, okay, it's motivated. Like, ooh, there's a secret stalker who's here to, who attacks and happens to be Raquel or like whatever it is. And so, um, We'll see. I mean, I I like Raquel a lot, and um, we'll see what what kind of happens with her. But other people like where I oh, I hate to bring it up, but like where's Zia Lee? You know, where are some of these other mm. people? Where's Shotzi? You know, like the SmackDown I don't know. Women's Division is like invisible. They did. It doesn't, uh, need to be. it doesn't need to be. We didn't talk about this, but Lacey Evans did get her uh her first promo of a rebrand. On yeah. SmackDown. Okay. Um, what was okay. That threw, she was talking about. Off. It was weird. Yeah. It, it, like it, it was Lacey Evans basically talking about face. her whole background. She's she's trying to turn face when she comes back. I'm like, if you have to work this hard to get somebody face after they've been gone for a year and a half, maybe maybe let's not do it. But anyways. So she's talking about her whole background, her her stint in the military. I think she talked about like it was really weird to me because she's just standing there straight face, she was in like um camouflage, just delivering her story of her background. It felt like Ooh. It felt like are we are you are we your therapist? Like I do I it oh, felt very God, I was very uncomfortable of her unloading her like her childhood but trauma on It me. reminds me, and I don't know if this is occurring to Stan in this moment, but it reminds me of um, Proving Ground. She was on and on the Proving Ground show. Like, was that the name Breaking of the show? Ground? Breaking, Breaking Ground. Ground. Breaking Ground. Breaking Ground. See, all the She grounds. was on that. Are you sure? She was no, no, on she it. wasn't. She wasn't. I was about to say Wait, she, she was, was on, on something. She wasn't on that. She was on something was under favorite, her uh, name, like under her shoot name, is like Macy, and I remember her being there if i'm i'm gonna like see if i could figure it out and find it and i think that she was on i think that she was there because okay in the promo they had like promo class i remember this vividly they had promo class and then she came up and this was maybe in like tryouts or whatever so maybe this wasn't i don't know more who cares what it is but anyway she's there and she's talking about her story and she was getting emotional and she was like big time baby face so i do think she has like a legit story that is sympathetic i also just think she's a better she deal. was originally a baby face she was originally a baby yeah. face when she was in the May Young classic and i was a fan of hers um back in the day but her characterizations and like just uh, her, like feeling that she was being pushed when she's still green like just over the years kind of just soured me to to her so i mean i don't know i i it'll be another thing guys where i don't care um but i i'll be interested to see if she will be received as a baby face and to see what this baby face character will look like because to me unloading your trauma does not help 
Neat. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's an interesting thing. I haven't heard that before. Like the whole um, Lacey unloading her trauma in the promo. Because like maybe uh, maybe in the way she did it, it just it was just weird. It was just a list. Though this happened to me, and this happened to me, and this happened to me. It wasn't processed. Yeah, but it wasn't like Cody like, and, and how it wasn't like a story. It wasn't like yes, the flow yes. of the story. There was no. Yeah, so, see, that's interesting to me because like this is the most fleshed out I've seen Lacey Evans. Like yeah. when she first appeared on the main roster, like okay, she's the sassy Southern Belle, whatever. Like oh, okay, she's a mom now. Oh, okay, she's a former Marine and all that stuff, right? But like, yeah. I think coming out of when she got pregnant and had to be yanked off TV, and mm-hmm. you know, she was doing that thing with uh, that that storyline yeah. with Ric Flair. Right. Like it's such a 180. And I think it's a step in the right direction uh, compared to, you know, her previous storyline. That being said, I actually appreciate the effort being put here because it's way better than Lacey Evans just showing up out of nowhere again on the SmackDown after Mania. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. yeah, and I, I don't think I don't have any problem with it. I feel like Mar- uh, Mari, I feel like I could imagine a world where you love Lacey Evans I well, I was a fan. I, I can imagine a world in the future where you become a fan again. I don't know. We'll see. Like, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I grew up with I I grew up in a military family. I understand yeah. the struggles of, of, of the military life and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that anything that she said uh didn't fall fall, you know, on me and land yeah. on me. It was just the way that it was presented. I think you you put it perfectly, Matt. It just did not feel like a story. It felt like just it would just like a like if she if she could have had a scroll in front of her face and just been the the delivery wasn't right to me as well like there's so it just felt off like i think it's also a timing thing too because it's like you know there's one thing it's one i get what you mean when you're talking about this because it's like um you know to be thrown right into something that that's that's that emotionally deep is a lot. Like even if we think of like Cody's promo and his back, and there's a lot of background there and backstory and obviously he's a road. So you're, you you kind of have that in the background at all times, but like it's him showing the image and then kind of going into kind of talking about his dad and his legacy a little bit. You're easing in with this type of promo. Like maybe, you know, if I'm hearing what you're saying, it's like, let's, bring Lacey back let's have let's have an inspired return of some sort and then let's have her like you know maybe she's going for the championship or in a situation where she's up against Charlotte and she's like Charlotte you don't know who I am and she goes into this then it's like damn that is like the moment to do it but this was a it felt a little weird I have to watch it back though maybe this is like maybe this was better um than we realize, but yeah. No, you know what? I, I think I see. I see yeah. the disconnect for you, Mari, because you're. Uh, what I'm hearing from you is that you thought it yeah. was like an impromptu therapy session, and I think the problem yeah. uh, could yeah. be coming the from the medium, the limitation. No, and the, the limitation of the vignette as a medium. Because yeah. when you're running on a on, on a vignette, you've got what two, three minutes for like this little video package, right? Exactly. As opposed to what Cody Rhodes did, where he basically had carte blanche for like 10, 15 minutes on live television. Yeah. So yeah, I think how we could improve this is you take the same story from Lacey Evans, but you have her come out there in the middle of the ring and actually interact with people. And then you have like live reaction shots from people who may be connecting with the promo on some visceral level. Maybe that makes it more emotional. That I agree. Or even if they're going to do this style, whether they are given two minutes, they want to give us her story. They kind of had, they had her standing there, just standing there like very weirdly awkwardly. And then 
They had her talking about her life. I think that if I remember correctly, they flashed some pictures. Yeah, yeah, they did. But then they, but then they had her standing there. I would have even uh, preferred like she used to do some of her like her Twitter promos on her farm. Like I would have, I would have been mm. fine with like a, a Steve Austin esque like driving in a, a her pickup truck style, <laughs> telling us how, what she's been through style promo, like like voiceover as she's doing her day's work like it just felt weird the enormous impact of what she's unloading with her just standing there with also just them trying to kind of like get all of this out this information out to you and process have you process it in the slim two minute margin in the middle of a show where like i can't even remember what preceded her and what came after but it just it just was weird it was just weird timing I think the only the only other thing I would add because we've talked about this way too much is like welcome that, to the um, shoot. This is yeah, the I know. Shoot. Welcome to the shoot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, yeah, no. I think like the other piece too is that like um, I don't know. Like I would have loved the crowd reaction there. Like I would love to see Lacey cutting that kind of promo in front of a crowd. I get yeah. though how it could be difficult going from heel to. Mm-hmm face where people she probably comes out people start booing her i would actually that would be that would that would have been kind of awesome i don't know if it's about trusting her as much as like it's been over a year yeah it's a it's a lot of it's a lot to ask anyone to turn a crowd like even bianca is a great example of that from this past monday like the crowd will do whatever they do that's right yeah you know so i um i kind of feel bad for her because i think that like if this was Cody Rhodes and not Lacey Evans, I have a feeling that, you know, Cody would be like, yeah, we're not doing it like that. You know, we're going to do it <laughs> a different way that works. And I, I feel bad because she, it, she did it. She did what she had to do. And hopefully there are good things for her uh, coming out of this. But I mean, it's chapter one. So there's probably, one. Yeah. right. There chapter are certain one. chapters. Yeah. yeah maybe we're going to get to the farm. Maybe I, I just like how we're deconstructing the promo and figuring out, okay, what, what worked here? How could it improve? How can we tweak it here and, yeah. and there? This is the type of stuff I love doing um, back when the wrestling scene here in the Philippines was alive, like sitting yeah. down with talent and writing shit down on a sequence guide for them. I, I miss that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So we'll see. This is the launching point. I think that I, I, I think it was less effective as a vignette, but I think they, it was smart because they tried to protect her. If you're trying to launch a new character and you want to launch them as a baby face, uh, especially a, a sparkling one, which I think they're going for having the mixed crowd reactions, not trusting the mixed crowd reactions on SmackDown. I don't blame them for that approach. So I, I truly don't, after don't blame Mania. Them. Yeah, Are they exactly. still in Texas at the same. No, I don't think. I don't know. No, 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 because they were there. No, no, it's in Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yes, Who yes. knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I get that. So yeah, that was a shoot because we do whatever we want. All <laughs> right, guys, it's time to go. Um, I love talking to you both as always. Stan, can you please tell us where the people can find you and what you're up to? Yeah. Uh, well, if you are outside of the U.S., uh, please go check out the WWE Premium Live events with the Tagalog audio. So it's only on the network. It's not on Peacock um, because reasons, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate all the feedback. Um, everybody sending congratulatory messages after WrestleMania. Thank you so much for that. Um, I just uh, also made my Netflix debut this past week. Um, I was part of the Tagalog cast of this Thai horror film. So I get to play this Whoa. sleazeball bully of a teenager. 
Uh, yeah, so so I'm flexing some voice acting chops there. Pre- uh, pretty weird seeing my name on Netflix, but uh, yeah, that, that happened this week as well. And if you want to ca- uh, check out all the other work I do from On Deck with Stancy, which is my solo podcast, or the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which just turned eight this year, uh, yeah, this past week, uh, go check out my link tree. It's linktr.ee slash Stancy says, that's spelled S-T-A-N-S-Y. S-A-Y-S, or go follow me at underscore Stancy, S-T-A-N-S-Y on Twitter or Instagram, and let's talk wrestling, because that's that's how I basically befriended the wrestling rehab up. That's how this all mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, Damn. go follow Stan. Um, Matt, where can the people find you? The people can find me at Matt Scott GW, and just follow along for the things Mari referenced, or actually Stan, probably Stan and Mari referenced yeah. Survivor Academy, uh, which was a, it's a podcast kind of breaking down how to play the game of Survivor. Um, if you ever go on the show, I had a, so much fun talking with the one and only Rob Cesarino about uh, just about that game and how to play it and so that is actually a patron exclusive if you are a rob has a podcast patron so check it out and um find me on the wrestling wrap up and otherwise you know what just like stay up to date follow along you never know you never know people uh i feel like there may be other plugs but you know what we're taking our we're taking our little break so um it's nice to maybe that's nice to not have a ton of other plugs and you know what i will keep folks up to date on Pod Friends season two because um, I'm sure once we're back for the wrestling wrap up I could announce some dates around that but it, it's coming um, my conversations with more people um, are happening so just like Veer is coming and came um, <laughs> you know, it, it, I'm coming too <laughs> that's okay. one way to put it that's one oh, way to put no. it uh, Mari have- <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have to get out of here yeah, we can. They're we telling can us to go home, brother. No, yeah, get like, out, get out, get out. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two. Um, you can also find me on the Atlanta Recap Podcast every week. Me, Latanya Starks, and Chappelle break down the Afro surrealism that is Atlanta Ooh. season three. Yes, and this this episode this week was a doozy. So I can't wait to talk to them about that and drop that um, of course uh, me and Sarah Carradine are bringing you True Crime Tuesdays uh, with our new podcast Crime Scene that's Crime S-E-E-N uh, every mm-hmm. week me and Sarah uh, go watch a true crime property like a documentary a docu-series a docu-drama um, or just like a little one-off uh, shows and then we talk about um, how they're produced talk talk about how the crime is presented it's basically a true crime wrap up so yeah. uh yeah subscribe to us um on crime scene go to uh, uh rob has website.com slash crime feed in order to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we also mm-hmm. have to give a big shout out to um jessica and uh dave <laughs> David Bloomberg over on Why Blank Lost every week. They go over the strategy and humor of who each person who gets voted off Survivor. So we're in the the Mm -hmm. thick of Survivor 42. Um, David brings over 20 years of knowledge from covering Survivor, while Jessica brings her experience from Millennials versus Gen X, including everything from voting on the right side and voting on the wrong side to having an idol played on her and the infamous Rocks. 
straw. Each week, Why Blank Loss goes beyond what we see on TV to gather all information and find out what players did right and wrong. Listen on the reality TV wrap ups feed or uh, RHAP Survivor feed, or you can watch on RHAP's YouTube channel and get all the info. Go to at robhaswebsite.com slash YXLossFeed. Damn. Mari, that was a lot of things. First of all, David Bloomberg has rules. Wrestling has rules. So we have that in common. So check that out. Uh, Mari, you mentioned crime scene. Stan, I want to ask you, what's your favorite crime? Wait, Um, don't mention that. Don't. We'll hold, we're not going to have you say that on the podcast. I was about and, to say, I'd like to, um, what, what was that line? Um, against self-incrimination. That, that, yes. Yeah, self-incrimination. We like to say, plead, plead, the plead, the plead the fifth. Yes. There, that's yes. the American yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think that's like a bit like a, no, that's a Filipino yeah, yeah. thing. The whole oh, wow. Yeah, please. Um, so there we go. And yes, Mari, all of the plugs. Uh, Mari talks too much. And you know what, Mari? I just have to say, it's because we're, yeah. we're at this point now. You know, you're Mari talks too much to like the number two, but you yeah. also are Mari two podcasts, at least two yeah, podcasts. Well, Actually, you have more than two podcasts, but let's like Mari three for podcasts. The, for the gimmick. Yeah, but like the wrap ups. I know. Like, Mari two wrap ups, Matt two wrap ups, uh, Stan okay, there you go. two belts. Uh, it all works out. So, it all works out. It all works so, out. Have you caught your breath yet? I'm I'm good. I have caught my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I have caught my breath. So thank hey, you. I just want to say thank you. Us. Thank yeah, you, the two of you. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I was on the season premiere, and I'm on the yes. season finale. So we yes, bookended no, season we two we of the wrestling half up. So thank you. I just have so much love for you two and all the work that you do and everything that you put into our community. So thank you, Matt oh, and Mark. Wow, thank you, you know Stan. You're making me blush. Oh my gosh, oh my God. insane! I think to the you. flowers, the flowers are coming in. Oh my gosh, thank you for giving us our flowers we give you yes. flowers we All respect flowers. you happy to be here and uh i don't with think that, you know how these shows ends. i don't i could honestly if mari if you weren't here i could never that, end the podcast yes what remember wrestling is for everyone but not all wrestling is for everybody bye everybody see you in four weeks or three weeks who knows <laughs> Come up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Full of Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple Blair, huh? Best podcast, rush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.